The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the lovable loser. Sonrento. With Michael. Sonrento. And Crawley. Sonrento and the lovable losers. Sonrento. Hey, uh, don't fast forward. This is just a little message from me, Danny Rocket. Uh, well, first of all, thanks for downloading the Sun Ranto show. But uh, I have bad news for you. This show is chock full of advertising, and um, it's a waste of your time. So if you want a ad-free version of the Sun Ranto show where we don't waste your time with advertising and annoy you, why don't you just go to patreon.com slash sunranto, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash sunranto, where you can subscribe to the patrons-only RSS feed, which you can copy and paste into any podcatcher that you want. And uh, this year, we're going to start something new that's kind of old. We didn't do it last year, but we're separating out our preview episodes uh, for the upcoming series. Every single series, we go series by series, Cubs versus whatever opponent. We preview the other team, all the pitching matchups. Those preview episodes will now be only on the Patreon-only feed, just like they were in the past, okay? Um, so you want this. You want this information. It is uh, just a great way to find out what's going on around the league, who's injured, who's pitching, who's hot, who's not, all that stuff. Uh, rakes, flakes, throws, blows, all that stuff. Okay, you also get the show notes. So guess where those pitching matchups are listed? In the show notes. You get those as part of being a Patreon member. Plus, lately, uh, well, I just started the Sunranto Super Ranters page, which is only for Patreon members, okay? And uh, I go on there sometimes, do a little post game when I've got the time and I'm around, talk to everybody about you know what they saw in the game, what I'm seeing, what I'm feeling, uh, what happened. It's not a recap. It's more of just like a catch-up. Hey, we all watched the game together. Let's talk about it. And uh, the other thing, you're going to get first access to really just about everything that happens on the Sunranto world. That's it. if we're throwing an event, you get to find out about it first on the Super Ranters page. Uh, oh, anyway, you get to join it. And you get to hang out with us. We do post-game or post-show. Sometimes we'll finish recording the Sun Ranto show and go, what the hell, let's go on the Super Ranters page. All right. So there's all different levels you can join Patreon. At the $5 level, you get all the Cubs music that I write. High-quality downloads, parodies, uh, the original songs. They're all there for you. It, it, it gets sent to you through the RSS feed that I talked about earlier. At $10, you get the Ranter calendar, which is like a $25 value, 
So it's almost like getting two and a half months for free uh, just by joining for 10 bucks a month. And uh, you also get to be a super ranter at, uh, at the end of our shows as a super supporter of the Sun Ranto Show. Plus, you can feel good about yourself because 10% a month of all of our Patreon money goes to the Lost Boys program where we help kids in Chicago play baseball and we build a little community there. You know what I mean? So um, this is my final play. If you would buy each one of us a beer at Wrigley Field for doing the show, and there's usually three of us on the show, sometimes more, well, that's basically $3 a month. It's like uh, $36 a year, which is the price of three beers at Wrigley Field that you would buy us. So if you would do that, just give us $3 a month, okay? All the money goes right back into the show, uh, to our StreamYard feed, to the events we host, hosting for our website and for the podcast, advertising and tickets and the batteries for the camera and uh, microphones and headphones and all the things. So, you know, if you want to support Cubs fans like us doing a show, this is the way to do it. Early ad-free. Come on, guys. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's only a dollar. Thanks for downloading the show. Why don't you join us and be one of the... Right now, we got 98 people. We are so close to 100 people. What a milestone. So let's get it done. Join $1, $3, $5, $10, $20, whatever you can afford to help keep this show on the air. Do it. Okay? Please. I'm sick of telling you. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Uh, Spagog, and here is the show. Michael Cotton! It's his birthday! Happy birthday, Michael Cotton! Yeah, after all these years and all the shows we've done, first time it's ever landed on a show day. Really? That yeah. seems hard to believe. It, it does, because our old schedule is literally just like whenever we would go. Whenever we possibly but, could. I'm surprised we never hit your birthday, but it was spring training and your birthday every single year. But welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name is Danny Rocket. Uh, we got in the house. Who's got a birthday today? What you drinking, uh, CubX3 on Twitter? I got a... I got a four pack of Tall Boys of Goose Island for five bucks today, and I was I'm pretty happy about it. So oh, nice birthday! Got, and got my uh, my 2003 uh, Chicago Cubs division champions mug there. Hell that hell that that went well. Hell of a year. Oh wait, no wait. Sorry, I I totally forgot that you have a brand new. Number 16, center fielder, Crowley. And, and, and that was the moment that Andrew Bellison said, I no longer want to do this job. And yeah. He jumped the shark. <laughs> he, he quit like immediately after that. He's like, he's like, screw it. Turn off the cameras. I'm out of here. Yeah, that was the moment. He's like, this is bullshit. I'm, I, I am above this. And he left to pursue a job with the Catholic Church. No, uh, that's not true. That was uh, the first ass stat of the of the show. And I'm uh, I'm Danny Rock. Did I ever say that? who cares? Cubs spring training. It's happening. Uh, they're unfortunately winning too many baseball games. What do we say they were? Uh, nine and six, six and nine, sixty six and three, six and three, six right. and three. We're on our we're we're on our way to to six and nine. Hopefully, 
because, you know, Lord knows you do not want to win too many uh, games in spring training. Here's 2016 spring training. You could see the Cubs at 11 and 19 there, 367 winning percentage, 12 games out just in a month. And uh, who came in first? Arizona. What did they do that year? Nothing. What did the Cubs do? Win the World Series. So we have to start <laughs> right. But San Diego was even worse than they were, and uh, it ended that way as well. Yeah, it, it, it's true. But, Michael, you said it, it's different this year because you have maybe a couple of positional battles going on now, and you're looking at different things. There's no minor leaguers to fill in. You're playing seven, eight baseball games. You're rolling ball. Yeah, in in 2016, they knew who their players were, right? There wasn't really a position that they were even trying out for. Like, they were literally just like, let's see who we're sending to, like, who we're going to have in AAA, who we're going to have in AA. And the guys that they had out there, the position set, they were getting one inning, two innings. They were taking it easy. And these young guys were just losing games. They were just losing games left and right. This year, they don't have all those young guys. It's how many people do they have down there, Crawley? Do you know it's like sixty? Right. They they don't have the large number of minor leaguers that they normally would in the past. They're not there, and so you, that's why they're doing these rolling of the innings. Uh, I think there was two innings that were rolled today. And the, so, the Cubs would actually have another win. If they hadn't rolled like a shit ton of innings against Seattle where they tied. Right. So these, 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 again, everyone's trying to preserve the arms and, and again, with spring training, you just don't overreact from small sample sizes. Sometimes guys are working on things. Some guys are notoriously slow starters. You don't, you don't panic too much about it. Um, but what you do worry about is, is certain just you're looking for bad habits, like certain things that worry you. So what's the guy's velocity sitting at? It's like, eh, okay, is, is he? Is, how does he look when he's looking in the strike zone? Is he hitting the ball on the ground? There's little minor things you look at, but there's not too much you could ever take away from spring training. Wins and losses really don't matter. But, but again, if you look at the Cubs ERA, for the, especially the starting staff, you say, okay, that's not bad. You know, what I mean? I, Those are the type of little things that you'd be like, okay, I don't know. I, I think wins and losses are just as important in March as they are. I mean, uh, October be- begins in March, right? Didn't we hear that once? <laughs> that is not a saying. <laughs> but I, I will say one thing I have noticed, like one of the takeaways, I mean, th- this much has been talked about in that the Cubs starting pitching staff because they're not, you know, real velocity guys. None of them. Uh, it's It's basically – Kyle Hendricks, Kyle Hendricks light, Kyle Hendricks lighter, slider guy. You know, nobody throws hard. And then old Jake. Jake Arrieta. He throws a hard 92. A, you know. Yeah, 90, what, 93, 94, I think, is where he tops out, right? If he's, if he's really – if he really sucks in those hemorrhoids, yes. But he <laughs> – but he's he's the he but he throws the fastest. But he also you know needs to do a good mix and pitch smarter than he used to. He's not blowing anybody out of the water. It's a pitch to contact team. So he might look fast after those other slow fuckers though. Like this 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 staff is so slow. Arietta is going to look like a fireballer. Yeah, he's going to look like freaking uh, a rollish <laughs> jabbing up there throwing one hundred three. But here's here's what I'm noticing. You got a pitch to contact starting staff which means you need great defense. There's going to be a lot of balls in play. 
all over the place. Do the Cubs have it? I say uh, maybe. You get a lot of, you know, these are ground ball pitchers. Uh, you're pitching to contact. Hopefully it's weak contact. It's not going very far. And I think that if you look around the horn, you got a lot oh. of good. You got the upgrade in left field with Jock. You got Ian Happ's learning the position. Uh, three, uh, well, three gold glovers, in my opinion, because that would include Javi in there and then Hayward and Rizzo. Uh, right. Uh, obviously the athleticism of Wilson is there and then your weak spots are really just your Bryant and your Horner or whoever that's second base, but well, know, Horner, Horner's not really Horner, a weak spot in yeah, the field. He might have a gold glove in him, but he's, he's a, right. Horner, Horner is, is, is ready to play at a major league le- uh, level defensively. Offensively is where the questions come. This, he can, right. he can play it at second base. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. Uh, it's just offensively, how is he going to do? And well, clearly he's done well so far. He he's hitting six ninety-two so far. Nine for fourteen with a homer and like three doubles. The kid is he, he's making sure. He's like, fuck you, off site bullshit, not going anywhere. I'm I'm fucking going to Chicago. Like well, when you look at what he's doing, it. and this is where we talk about the little things, is that the problem that Nico had, he always made hard contact, but he would hit into a lot of loud outs, especially like in the on the ground. And what you're seeing him doing is you're seeing him elevate the ball a lot more. And so those are the things with Nico that you're looking at, and you're just saying, yeah, like look at what, okay, if he can keep that ball up, you know what I mean? The, and, and the way that his exit velocity is, he, he, off the bat, he's really going to do something. But again, you, you got to prove it when it counts. The the other uh, sort of like bummer stat with Nico Horner, like we're all excited, he's hitting the cover off the ball, you know, he's tearing it up, it's fun. Uh, but so far in spring training, his opponent quality is somewhere between double uh, A and high A. Like if you look out on his stat line on uh, Baseball Reference, they have opponent quality. It's a six point three. A five is high A and a seven is double A. So, you know, he's not really seen the best pitchers so far. Okay. Well, I mean, so regardless, I, th- I think that he's impressing everybody and he's, and he's definitely seeming like if, if you had to give the second base job to somebody today and you hear, and we're going to talk about the bench, uh, in a little bit. That'll be, it's one of our main topics today. Pick up Sogard. So he's a, a candidate for second base. Uh, you, you've got Bodie that could play over there. So it's like, but if you had to give that job today, I mean, I think you're just like, who's your opening day second baseman? You're you're going Horner the way it's kind of looking. I I'm going Horner because yeah, Horn. He here's the the issue with that. Yeah, he's hitting off of lower level pitching right now. It seems like, but he can't hit off of anybody harder than is out there. Right, <laughs> you know, and- like. He's had a lot of starts, so he's hitting against the same pitching that Bryant's seeing, that Javi's seeing, that everybody else is seeing. And right. he's, and he's there hitting there are others play. not doing as well, exactly. And so you have that. The other thing that is now a factor that we didn't know originally when spring training started is there's going to be no AAA to start the season. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. 
In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a -a one-of-a-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to Armchair Media on Twitter or on Instagram. That's at Armchair Media. So go get yourself uh, some sneakers at ebay.com slash sneakers and uh, send it on over to Armchair and win some sneakers. Uh, yeah, do it. They sponsor the Sunranto Show. Do you know who else sponsors the Sunranto Show? Bet Online. Okay. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, it, it, the season, uh, AAA season has been pushed back a month. So it's like, okay, the goal, if you were not to have Nico Horner as your second baseman, would be to have him develop in... Uh, Iowa. Well, now you got one less month of development, so it's like, will that be better for him or not? Whatever the Cubs decide to do, if if here's the easiest way to put it, and it'll go into our conversation about the bench. If you are going to start Nico five days a week, then fine. That then then I'm all for it. Let's keep him up and see what he does. But if you're going to start him two to three times a week, let him go to Iowa. That's my opinion. Yeah, and and the other thing I would say too is that Nico is the kind of bat that they seem to be wanting to use. Is not known for his power, but the contacts and they're, that they're kind of seeming yeah. to preach that right now. Like a lot you, of bringing it the first couple pitches. You know, they're they're the two strike approaches. They're taught that's in conversation. You know, although Javi came out of his shoes three times today and struck out. He, he looks still lost to me, but we, we don't have to talk about that. But it's a different approach than we've seen from Iapochi and the team where it's all just sitting there waiting for to, for, to walk or get a meatball. Like that was all you were looking for. And you'd come on your shoes only on meatballs and otherwise you're taking. Well, Danny, let me just kind of go with that. Well, you said something about Nico not having power, and I'm going to disagree with that there. that's He does have power. Now, I think we've kind of gotten – we've talked about the three true outcomes before and home run, strike and walk, but we, we forget that there was a time where a lot of guys hit the ball hard and they sprayed it around the field, and that's what Nico has done. He's always hit the ball hard off his bat when you look at his exit velocity. He has power. It may not be 40 home run power, but, but uh, you know, he's a guy that hits the ball hard. He just can't keep it on the ground all the time. Yeah. I mean, it, it, his issue is not – uh, exit velocity or power, it's it's launch angle, um, you know. But he does such a good job of using all parts of the field that he can kind of work away from that, right? Like he he's not going to be a three hundred hitter, you know. He 
because he's not, you know, he's not hitting those line drives out there. But no, man. he's going to he's going to be a two. He's going to be he's going to be a two fifty guy, just using the whole field because they can't shift him. You know, they like they can't drop him to two hundred by shifting because they know where he's going to hit every time. I don't see. That's the thing too is that this is a young kid that we're trying to project here of what he's going to hit, what he's not going to hit. And I remember, too, I mean, if you remember the story about Ryan Sandberg, he was never thought of as a home run hitter. It was Jim Fry who kind of really helped him out with that and developed that potential. This is still a young kid who I believe is going to really, um, I don't know, it, it's hard to tell because that story's not written yet. And there's a couple changes this year that we've talked about before. He, he's increased his muscle mass in his legs. Yeah, he's and, huge. Right, and he's hitting in a little bit more open stance. And so what is that going to mean? He's so young in his development. He has so little minor league experience, plate appearances. It's impossible to tell what this guy can do. The only thing I'll say for me personally is this guy has had a lot of challenges, and I've been impressed that he's never seemed overwhelmed. That's yeah, what I never. Look at. That's the first thing we said about him when they brought him up in that emergency situation, which he was <laughs> You just thought he was about to get eaten up, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it reminded me of like the time I thought I had to go on for Angel and Rent, which was the trans, uh, like a, uh, like a transsexual character. And I was, and I had to wear high heels and stuff. Nobody thought it was ever going to happen. I was the fifth cover. That was Nico Horner. And then all of a sudden, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there in heels, like drumming on a table. You know, I was actually, uh, I, I was at that game where, um, it was in Milwaukee. And Addison Russell took one to the head. Uh, he was he was hit and he took one to the head. So they didn't want to play Addison Russell, and they had to because of all the injuries. And then then Russell took it in the head, and then that's where they had to call Nico up the next time. So it was a total emergency. That was the end of 2019. Everybody was banged up, and the Cubs missed the playoffs. But wait, 2018? 2018. No, 18 was the Rockies. Right? It's it's oh the shittiness is all bloody yeah but didn't he but oh no he did not play that because because, because Javi and Arenado shared that hug that's the only reason I remember that shit Javi was but Javi was out uh, Rizzo was yeah out. that was twenty nineteen everybody was, did, but you know what throws me off is it seems like Addison Russell has been gone forever like, yeah that's what me off. <laughs> well, <laughs> we wanted him gone for that long there was uh, mention and then he came back and that yeah there was a yeah. well um i don't want to talk about him but it but i do find it interesting that he getting back to nico horner he is the kind of hitter that they seem to like right now because it, obviously everybody loves the dong you know hit it out but it's it's <laughs> love the dong they love the dog <laughs> <laughs> but nico horner i think is kind of the he's the kind of hitter that diversifies their lineup away from I, I mean Rizzo was already a diverse hitter in and of himself he can hit a home run he can choke up with two strikes Chris Bryant's going to give you the same thing every time big sweeping swing might as well be a golfer then right. uh, you know and then but and then you got Jack Peterson who I think if they do give him a chance like we've seen him and I want to talk about let, let's move on to Jack Peterson He's tearing it up. He loves being a new cub and, you know, thin air down in Arizona, all that stuff. But he leads the team in home runs. He's got three already. Take a look at, a look at but, this swing. But all, at this swing right all, against right, all against right-handed pitchers, though. That and he rips that one. That is way back. Peterson's going to send this one to the berm. That's a two-run home run for Jock Peterson. 
His second home run in his last two games played. And one swing of the bat. Gives Check the out that swing. The swing is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's one swing, and then all, now he's just like running real slow around the bases. Home runs fucking. Yeah, it's more It was more exciting seeing who was going to get the ball on the berm yeah. than it was. <laughs> but, dude, but he hits it. That's a right-handed hitter. He's and that's his his Achilles heel is the left-handed pitcher against a left-handed batter. He's not great there. Now, people have brought that up and and what has been said is if you count the number of lefties in the NL Central, it's like four. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Well, which so we can always win the Central. <laughs> That's the goal right now. Is let's just start off with 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 that, and then Kerry Braunemeyer asks, "Do you have a lefty against a double against a lefty?" I thought he did too. I wasn't sure about that. Someone else, Kerry, thought that as well. well let's look. Yeah. I, you know what? I'm I'm going to pull up right now. Is here's Jack's career splits, and and they are the Dodgers just did not play him against lefties. He, I mean. 385 plate appearances against lefties his entire time with the Dodgers versus yeah, that's crazy. 132 against righties. So we did talk about like when he said that he wanted to go somewhere where he did not have to platoon anymore, he meant it. And here's why, because he just never even got a shot at it. And, um, and I would say you're right, Danny. I think, if he gets a chance, maybe he learns to do it. You know, this is if you never give him a chance to go do it, how the fuck are they going to do it? I mean, he was caught stealing once against lefties, so <laughs> that that's a huge thing. No, I'm here, but here's the numbers. He it's obviously much lower. He's got a 5.76 career OPS against lefties and an 8.49 career OPS against righties, but. Totally small sample size and spread out over multiple years. How, how long has he been around? Five, six years already? So oh, he's been around as long as KB because they were in the rookie of the year running the same time. So, yeah, he he and KB are basically the same, but I think he got his clock started the year earlier. You know what I mean? Because KB got – Okay. His, his time was – Service time up. manipulation. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, but if he, but if he's out there, uh, and, and you just said it, he's not going to get a chance to face a heck of a lot of lefties uh, in this division. But we're playing the other divisions this year as well. And I believe yeah. some of them throw with their left hands. So I, I'm, I'm, I would like to see. I think it's something to watch for because he's playing for a contract and. He opened, he changed his stance slightly. People are saying everybody changes their stance in spring training. It's like, what are the things you talk about? Hayward's new swing, Jock's new stance, Nico's new stance. Everybody gets a new stance. Oh, they're all winter. Oh, in the mirror with their little new stance. Oh, I'll go open. I'll go close. How does this look? Oh, is this my good side? Asking their (laughs) (laughs) Instead of talking to their batting coach, they've got a photographer out there. You you know, Rizzo, you know, a lot of the guys. A lot of the guys do look the same when you look at Rizzo or or Bryant or Baez or Contreras. The ones that are really noticeable right now are definitely Nico and definitely Jock. And and, and it's also because you see those guys are really doing the best as far as hitting, you know? Well, overall, when I see the contact 
to uh, pitching to contact and the hitting to contact, when I see those two things together, I extrapolate that out into a year of exciting Cubs games where we either babip them to death or they babip us to death. But either way, there's a lot of action, and maybe the games are actually fast. I was just going to say, Danny, not only are they going to have a lot of action because the ball's going to be in play, but yes, fast games. We're going to, I mean, we're going to break that three hour, 30 minute mark. Like, I don't know, once a week. Yeah. It'll be eight to five (laughs) and two and a half hours long. It's just like surgical scoring. Like let's get her done. So anyway, I'm excited. Uh, but here's, we talked about, we talked about two guys that are on the positive right now. And we talked about Nico and we talked about John going where I'm thinking of going. Right. And then, and again, we don't want to overreact to one outing or one anything, but but you, you do get a little bit nervous when what you see is something that we've seen in the past. And this is half of the season. He kicks the three, one. Crawley, I wish we were seeing what he had done in the past because there was a time he was good. Can we see like when he was with the Braves or something? (laughs) This is depressing. I don't want to see this. (laughs) Uh, You know what, though? Green unis. Love them. What what has me nervous here, and what we saw, and and people are like, well, Kimball had a great second half of last year. I'm like, second half? That was one month. Yeah, exactly. Well, here it is. <laughs> second, second half was like eight outings. Yeah, and, and you can look at it. And after he gave up two runs on August 29th, he gave up no more runs, which is pretty much what you want. In fact, he only gave up three more hits in another one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight appearances. But that's eight appearances, and you're going to need to <laughs> lean on your, your dude for like five times that, you're hoping. Um, so, uh, but it was bad and it was bad when he first came up in 2019, it started bad last year, uh, where he, he, he brought his ERA down from July 27th with a 50, where he started out his Cubs, uh, season with a 54 ERA. He managed to get that down to 1013 by the time he stopped giving up runs at the very least. But the word was he was tipping his pitches last year, and he obviously is still doing that. I mean, the velocity, he's older. Here, here, here's what he I think. reminds me of, of an old Rondone. Like, in, if you're really going to go for it at the end of the year and, and you're in 2016 and it's you can't – and Kimbrell's, like, doing what he's doing right now and being, a like, a 50-50 kind of dude – you have to go out and get somebody else, and I don't know that they're willing to do that. And Maybe Jeremy Jeffers? <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Welcome to Fail Better, David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Yeah. Well, no. Jeremy Jeffers. Yeah, here's, here's what I think about the t- 
tipping the pitches, though. Every time he leans over and he sticks his arm out, he's going to throw something shitty. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> what it seems to be, yeah. Here's the issue that we're facing when you're looking at Kimbrel. What has you nervous? couple things. Velocity. And people are going to say, well, you know, his velocity is going to work its way up. Fine. Now, the concern I have with this situation is that what you're seeing with Kimbrels, he's not missing bats. He's not fooling anybody. I don't think he's, I don't know if he's tipping pitches or not tipping pitches, but what I can tell you is he's not getting swinging strike outs. The outs that he are get, he's getting are fly ball outs, and some of those fly balls are deep, deep out. I yeah. mean, they're not, they are not coming in, and that's what has me nervous right now is when, when you're at a closer and you cannot, you cannot fool anybody. That's what has you nerve wracking. Well, pitching to contact. Unfortunately, you don't want that on your closer. <laughs> right? When you're looking for the strikeouts, you got a guy on second in extra innings. You bring in Kimbrel. You need the K, and that's and you need some dudes on your staff. You know, you diversify your offense. You got to have a diverse. Uh, you got to have a diverse pitching staff too, a diverse bullpen, because you want to. You know, you want to open up your box of Crayola crayons and pick out the right one for who you're facing, you know, and it's not necessarily at the end of the game. And sometimes it's in the eighth inning where you're going to face the heart of the lineup, but you, you want to depend on a Kimbrel to do that. Um, yeah. So we'll, 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 let's watch it and let's try not to be too depressed about it. <laughs> and, right. and let's talk about another, maybe I, w- I was actually depressed about this until I realized that it wasn't really that big of a deal, but it kind of is. So I, I'll let me explain what I'm saying. The Cubs bench, okay? The the guys that are on it for sure, Austin Romine, the lettuce man, catching ball, catching baseballs when uh, Wilson Contreras is not, and David Bodie, obviously, that he's going to make this team. He's breaking camp unless he gets hurt. Now, after that, it gets a little uh little iffy about who might be on this team and unlike in 2016 uh there are actually three spots uh, how i count it if they go with 13 pitchers 26 man roster that leaves three spots for another infielder and two more outfielders or vice versa so here are your candidates. I need game show music. <laughs> right. Come on down. Part unknown. Eric Shogard. Exactly. Well, let's start. You out there in the audience? Let's start let's start with him because we know a little bit about him. Uh first of all, he's a uh he's a voting truther. So he really thought his vote had been stolen in Arizona. I'll put up his tweet about it where he tweeted Katie Hobbs, the secretary of state on November 4th, 2020. He said, hello, I am an American residing in the state of Arizona. May I please have my vote accounted for thumbs up. Thanks. Um, hashtag 2020 election hashtag Sharpie. And I had blocked that out because of the insurrection and everything that happened out of that. But do you remember when they tried to say that because they use a Sharpie, that their vote wasn't counted, and then they had to come out and be like, actually, your vote was counted. You used – it just isn't in there yet. Anyway, so, so – Who uses a fucking Sharpie, right? Well, isn't I it, a funny, hasn't I it been a, a number funny, two uh, pencil for entire fucking lives? Like since 1874 when they invented the pencil. I do have that. a good I'm gonna I'm gonna kinda blow my load early on a TFC here. This is a <laughs> this is a TFC. I'm going early. Uh, so Despio.com when they were talking about Eric Sogard, right? 
He said, ha, that a boy, Jed. Theo tried to sign this very mediocre utility player for years and couldn't do it. Then Jed gets a job and boom, we can only hope he's half as productive as Daniel Descalso. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and he, and he's not. He's not. Um, but uh, do you know who is uh, quite productive was uh, Sogard's wife. I'm going to blow a TFC, too. Uh, so Sogard's oh, wife. Got it. Wait, hold on. Are you going to blow a TFC on so or on Garza's wife? No, right on, no I'm on Matt Garza's <laughs> on Matt Garza's uh, crazy looking pussy chin hair beard. Uh, so he does. He's, he's got it. He literally grooms his face into a '70s bush. That's what you, we used to call about the show: '70s bush chin. I believe it's called a landing strip, Danny. No, no, no. It's, it was way hairier than that. You're thinking of it wrong. Think of Matt Garza's uh, facial hair. And then think of a playboy oh. in your in your dad's sock drawer. And I was th- I was thinking of Reed Johnson. <laughs> yeah, that's a he, yeah. He had the landing strip going on. Yeah. So anyway, Matt Garza got into it with Eric Sogard's wife. He could probably do five minutes Matt on Garza the landing was like, trip. Matt Garza was like, "Childish is having your wife speak for you. Certain people can't shut their woman up." And he went on from there. So I won't go on from there. But they got into it, and apparently the Sogards are very nice people. They've adopted children. They're, uh, you know, they love Jesus and they, and they, they, they are, have a growing family. They seem like very nice people. They're um, nicer than the man who was attacking the woman. Here, for here's no what I'm going to tell you. And you guys know my beef with Al Mora. And Al Mora never was really truly a dick. He was just bringing a handler to CubsCon. But there are certain players that I've known in the past that have been complete assholes. Uh, I'm not going to name them all, but I, I, it's not a huge list. <laughs> But, but I will say he, he brings out his scroll and it rolls out for what a was block that, and a half. that shit from the office where Ryan has the names he's writing them down. But I will tell you that Matt Garza is absolutely as douchey as he appears. He can't be a bigger asshole. So honestly, if Eric Sogard doesn't like him, that puts me on Team Sogard. I'm absolutely on Team Sogard because well, well, lost Matt Garza. Okay, but okay, all right. Let's get back into like actual. What the baseball means for Sogard, right? Stats, and they're not good. He's not a good hitter. I guess he's probably decent at at second base, uh, which is, you know, it's an infield position. They gets a lot of baseballs there, but the the hitting is not good. He he's knocked around. He was with Oakland for a long time. Uh, he never had an OPS besides, uh, well, with any at bats to speak of over a hundred. Uh, he was okay in 2013. Then he had a decent year with Milwaukee, which is why we kind of hate him in 2017. Um, in 2018, he was there too. And obviously we had our issues with the Milwaukee Brewers those years. Then he went to Toronto, then he went to the Rays and then he went back to Milwaukee. So he's at that part of his career when, Here's yeah. your oh, hold on, hold on. Danny, put that put that back up. Put that back up. So, okay, so if you look at the bottom of this stat, and for all of you that are listening to this, uh, he's been in the league for 10 years. So it's got his averages for the entire 10 years. And uh Nico Horner's stats. So, you know, I'll give you the, the traditional slash line, the batting average OBP slugging. For Eric Sogard is 246, 316, 340 for a 655 OPS. And it sucks. It, right. And through 68 games Ugh. for uh, for Nico Horner, 247, 
303 OPS. So basically, a young in the 68 Sogard. games that he's played, he's done what Sogard has spent 10 years doing. And at least Nico Horner has the opportunity to get better. After 10 years, you're not getting better unless possibly you take every PED that you can find. The, the question is, do you do you want to go into a situation with a veteran? Do you want to go into the – what is going to benefit you more, a veteran who's been around and knows how to be at a team or – I mean – and No, this team is full of veterans now, right, Danny? Well, I, They're all fucking veterans. Don't, we don't have young, I, the I handsome you. youngsters are now the handsome middle-aged ball players. Rick, Rick brings this up right here, and this is what I was going to say: is that this he's. It, I don't a hundred percent agree with the, this line of thinking, but I understand it. Is to have that experienced utility guy that can come in, play a couple positions, hopefully give you a decent at bat. Again, he's not an everyday. He's not a guy you want. If he's a guy you're penciling in every day at second base. That's a problem. True. Yeah. And, and to be fair for the podcast listeners, Rick said he's an experienced utility guy, but not an everyday starter. Because, yeah, I think Nico's the everyday guy. Do we want Sogard on the bench? Maybe. Well, and that's what we're talking about is who's going to make up that bench and who do you want? Because the other option right now is Ildemaro Vargas, who's getting a lot of looks. A lot uh, of and he's interesting. He's He played infield. He butchered a ball the other day in outfield. They're trying to see how much versatility he can give you. Uh, but he's had a couple of big hits. He's looked good at the plate. And just a question, again, it's it's what is your backup plan if Nico Horner doesn't look like he does right now in Iowa? That's that's a big part of it right now. Ildemaro Vargas, at, he's looked good in spring so far. Totally small sample size, but he's had – uh, only one less at bat from another guy than another guy who's getting a lot of looks is uh, Rafael Ortega in the outfield, and um, now Ildemaro Vargas seven hits in fifteen at bats, and two of them were doubles. Uh, drove in a couple runs, only struck out a couple times. So if if you're gonna like give it, say. Uh, is it going to be Vargas or Sogard? And those are your basically beside. Well, then Matt Duffy is the other infielder. But so, so uh, Ildemar Vargas, some MLB experience, started in 2017 with Arizona, was with Minnesota a little bit last year before he came to. He was with three teams last year: Arizona, Minnesota, and then Chicago. That's tough to do in a pandemic year. So, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> now imagine the rule. They made him wait two weeks every time he moved. Yeah, exactly. No, they probably did. So, and then the other guy uh, for infields is, and you're either going to go with one or two of these guys because there's three positions available. This is Matt Duffy's stats. Came up with San Francisco, who the Cubs lost to today. He's got a little pop in the bat. Came on real strong. Had 108 OPS plus and an OPS of uh, uh, 762. In 2015, he was on that World Series championship 2014 and uh, Giants team. And then he got traded over to the Rays where, I mean, the guy also, he batted 294 in 2018, OBP at 361, 2019, 343 OBP. That's kind of the guy you're looking for. Um, if, he, if for he's oh, kind of up and down, though. Like, he's got a 98 OPS plus for his career. 
But that's adding in, he's got a 108 year and a 104 year, and then every other year is in the 80s. Well, as far as those three guys, if you were going to only take one of them, I kind of take Vargas. Uh, that That's my opinion, because for a bunch of reasons. Uh, either Vargas or Duffy. I, I kind of don't want Sogard on this team. <laughs> I, 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 I yeah. just come right out and say it. He bothers me. I, you know, well, I know ten guy, years. Nothing. He's got nothing to show us, right? After ten years, five years, I think you still have the opportunity to figure something out and go. But the ten-year guys, yeah, they are who they are. I, like Vargas. I think Vargas, Vargas is interesting. It is interesting, and and again. I'm going to be curious to see how much more time he gets in the outfield. And, again, that's hard to sit there and be like, okay, the high sky in Arizona and tracking balls, that's not the greatest place to learn the craft, so to speak. But it'll be interesting to see what versatility he can bring. Michael, who do you take uh, between Duffy, Vargas, and Sogard if you had one of them to take? I mean, fuck Sogard. I mean, (laughs) I've been all about that. Who cares? And – but – I'm I'm just going to go Ildemaro Vargas because Ildemaro Vargas, say the name. It's, yeah, it's so weird. much fun. It is it's just enjoyable when. Yeah, so I'm I'm all for I'm so, all for saying that name many times rather than Matt Duffy. So <laughs> we're looking at three guys, and so we're probably choosing one out of Eric Sogard, Matt Duffy, and Ildemaro Vargas. Is that where we're at? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. And then you got your outfield. I mean, you get you've got three spots to play with. So you're either going with five outfielders, or and you're hoping you can do some, one guy that can float. You know, that can do infield and outfield. I don't know that they have that, except for maybe Ildemar Vargas, even though it didn't look good. So here are your outfielders: the veteran Maben, Cameron Maben, and Maben, Maben. You know, Maben. You know what you're going to get with Maben. <laughs> the He's dumbest gonna- shit in the world that we do. <laughs> But it is fun, though. <laughs> 93 OPS plus for his career, and that's a 14-year career. Uh, not a lot of pop in the bat. He used to have a lot of speed. That was his game. So he could probably go out there and steal yet base. I don't know how much anymore, though, because that really hasn't been too much of a part of his game since, like, 2017. And now that's four years in the past. Let me Not just say cool. something about this. We talk about Eric Silgard and Cameron Mabin was on the Cubs last year. Yeah. The, thing, the thing I'm concerned about, the Cubs, remember, for years were always trying to find the clubhouse glue guy. Like, remember, that was John Jay for a little while and, yeah. and other guys as well. It's like, like Michael said, haven't the, do we not have, like, aren't these veteran guys now? Do we need glue guys anymore? You got the glue guy manager and David Ross. Why? Why do we need Cameron Maben? Like it's fucking Jake Arrieta. Jake Arrieta was the big glue guy, right? They signed him already. He's the one guy coming into this clubhouse that I can see actually having making a difference because he was there with them before, and he's comfortable. They're all with him. Everything they'll listen. It's it's all good. And I know other guys can come in and and be that. But these guys have all been together for a long time. If you're not bringing in one of the 2016ers, he's not really a glue guy. I mean, he's not really changing their dynamic. Maven is a great clubhouse guy. You know what I mean? He's a professional. He's a pro's pro. 
the, wherever he goes, he's beloved and all that stuff. And you can see he's, he's made a career out of it. He's a lot of places. Right. Even the last few years, his frequent flyer miles. I mean, <laughs> honestly, it, this is from 2017. Angels, Astros, Marlins, Mariners, Yankees, Detroit, and then the Cubs. That's just in three years. I mean, that's a lot of teams. Right. Yeah, and, and he was – and it's not like he was with one team prior to that. He was with, like, five teams there. And, you know, and and – we're we're saying okay, we don't want the guy. No, when you see a stat run like that, that's that tells you this guy is is great in the clubhouse, and he's had I don't know. No, that, that looks like a great career. <laughs> so you got Mike Michael Hermosillo has kind of just turned some heads with how hard he hits the ball. He's hit some home runs real damn deep. That, that that's all I can tell you about Hermosillo is that. He, he punishes baseballs. It, it's got like a violent stroke that just absolutely he just crushes them. Yeah, he's got two home runs. I mean, that reminds me of like a Robel Garcia type. Y- you know, and we are not even talking about whether these guys hit righty or lefty. Hermosillo is a righty. And uh, w- um, and what is uh, Maven? He's righty as well, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, but. Yeah, here's Hermosillo. It was with the Angels 2018 through 2020. So he's only got three years in the bigs, but not a lot of plate appearances. Only 118 overall, batting 188, 288 OBP, slugging 287. Only and, and, and guys, this is another thing, and this is a good example of when we talk about spring training numbers, is that once you kind of get scouted and they start pouring over video at you, they so every, before every series – they have advanced scouts that are looking at every one of these guys, every one of their at-bats for the last 10 years and being like, okay, this is your approach to him. They don't do that in spring training. You don't go into spring training being like, okay, what do I do against Michael uh, Like nobody's giving a shit about that. They're saying throw strikes, work on the slider. Oh, they're not know. even saying throw strikes. They're like, you throw the fucking curveball until it becomes a strike. Right. But, what, but one, the season starts. And that's where guys like Sogard and uh, Maben are people that, you know, that's why they feel comfortable is that they do have a track record of being serviceable backups. And yep. so when you when you look at a guy like Nick Martini, who's another guy on that list, who's a local local kid, or if you look at Hermosillo or, or uh, Ildemaro Vargas or Rafael Ortega, who had the walk-off Grand Slam the other day, they don't have a track record. And that makes front offices nervous to be like, okay – we're going to let go of these. If you let go of Cameron Maven, someone's going to pick him up. If yeah. you're comfortable with that, fine. If you let go of Eric Sogard, someone's going to pick him up. Rafael Ortega? Eh. Maybe not. Maybe he, not. Maybe he flies into the waiver wire and you get him right back to AAA. Yeah, or, yeah and then you got a little depth there, or, or he – you know, picks up with Korea or something, you know, and goes make some money over there because, you know, that's that's the other aspect of it is that peop- these leagues can be, you know, quite fluid these days because there is a lot of baseball going on all over the place. Um, I, Yeah, uh, somebody like Rafael Ortega, he does intrigue me in a way. Uh, he's a lefty, and he's one of the only ones of the bunch. But what we're looking at now is Nick Martini. That's where I got up on that screen. He's the only one. With uh, he's got 288 plate appearances, was with Oakland and San Diego, and he's got a 108 OPS plus, uh, only a few uh, uh, two home runs, uh, 269 batting average. Nice. I mean, you know, it, it, we're t- nobody here is like a late inning 
replacement. I mean, Mart- he's a fourth, fifth outfielder. And then, I mean, I'll just kind of run through these last two guys. Jake Marisnik is everybody. He's got the most experience, not well, besides Maven. Marisnik been in the league since 2013. That's eight years. Miami, Houston, where he won a bunch of championships. And then with the Mets last year <laughs> and, you know, not really a strong hitter. He's got a little bit more pop than some of the other guys. So he's he was the only one in Houston that they didn't tell about the garbage can. Now the thing about Nick Martinez, <laughs> his, his average went way up when he went to the Mets. Now, now as far as as Nick Martini, he's a he's a local boy. He's Crystal Lake. So Stuart McVicker's been on <laughs> with Jason Voorhees. He's Crystal he's a, Lake, right? He's a guy that uh, absolutely is somebody that, uh, like I said, there, there's some rooting interest for the hometown kid, but. I don't. I just don't see it being there. I don't see Hermosillo, you know, Maven potentially. I think he's, you know, I don't know. Well, see, here's the thing: you got th- you have three positions. If everybody stays healthy, you have three positions available, and who you have to pick from are Sogard, Vargas, Ortega, M- Ian Miller, who we didn't talk about, and he would be coming from the minors because you guys, you got guys like Trent Jambroni too. You know that. Right. So, who's not going to make the team? Who's a four A guy? Who's really not making the team? Exactly, like ever. And it's sad because they just keep like imagine that you're sitting there and you're Ildemaro Vargas, and all of a sudden some freaking jerk like Sogards comes in, you know, and you're like, "Fuck Sogards," you know, like I had this job wrapped up. I'm looking around the roster, thinking I'm going to make this. Now I'm going to now I'm going to Iowa in a, in a month. But so you have three positions: you got Sogard, Vargas, Ortega, Miller, Martini. Maben, Hermosillo, I might be missing a couple of guys, you know, like your Jambronis and stuff, but like uh, I'm looking around. Andy Weber, no. Uh, Gushu, no. Um, oh, but fuck, we want Gushu. Well, but here's the thing. I, I talked to you about this before, and if I was if, – if the Cubs ever let me in the front office, which that's there's a reason they have locks on those doors – but there, there's a the reason Andrew Bellison quit his job. <laughs> but uh, if, if it's me, I tell you, like I said, I just need a guy with absolute speed that can that can help you manufacture runs, and that's what I like about Ian Miller. Again, if he's somebody that you're, he's your everyday starter, then your team's gonna suck. But if he's a guy that comes in in the ninth inning, or or they're not doing those, are they doing those stupid rules in the extra innings? Yeah, they are, right? They are, yeah. The runner on second. I mean, that's a guy that you really need. I mean, I, I just don't ever understand why the need for speed is not realized with Cubs front offices, how that's not something that you just don't have one guy that can play some defense and and run the hell out of the ball. And, again, there is nothing more fun than watching Billy Hamilton. Everybody knows he's running. Guess what? Fuck it. There's nothing you can do. He's stealing the base on you. And we've had a couple guys like that. But I just, Who was the I was guy we had a couple season. years ago that was a goddamn blazer? Could not oh, hit the ball to save his fucking life. Kid. Yes, what was his name? Somebody in the chat, give it to us because yeah, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna sit on it, but we'll, and, we'll and, give you credit the, for it. Looked like the jersey was three sizes too big for him. Like he was borrowing a uniform, and but he, he would he would big. be at second base before the ball. Terrence Gore, right there, Steve Sure. Uh, yeah, got it too, Browner Meyer. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, oh yeah, Kerry Browner Meyer got it too. Gary, before him, so fuck you, Steve. Kerry Browner Meyer got it. Uh, but yeah, 
He would fuck you to the people watching the show. <laughs> Michael thinks he's so fancy because it's his birthday. He can just do whatever he wants. Just right, like, and don't oh, insult Steve. Steve. I'm going out to Arizona. Steve's a awesome wanna... dude. Yeah, Steve. Steve's a great guy. Just because you don't know him, I want. Uh, I want. He's got a nice I'm... place in Arizona, and and, and uh, he's got. L- awesome. Listen to Crawley. Like that motherfucker can pad my pockets. I can do right, it. Man. Like, I'm, I'm looking to I have like a beer with Steve out in Arizona. So, uh, but, but I, I want to bring up something uh, that also that Steve said, and is Patrick Wisdom. Yeah, exactly. That guy would no. I mean, they're all the same dude. None of them can hit. They're all okay on defense. What you don't have is a guy that led off for the Giants today. Is a, somebody like a Tommy Listella who's going to get his ass on base, and then in, in that hole of your roster, uh, the pitcher or your eight hitter, uh, when you need a you know a lefty up against a righty, whatever it would be. You would have that guy. We don't have him. And when I went through the bench, I was just like, all right, you got to pick three. And I'm like, I don't want any of them. Like, none of them. Like, they're all fine to be like the one guy, the last guy that you pick from or depth in AAA, but none of them are good enough to be like, oh, this is what it is. And that's the difference going into the season. This is a if – you're, if your dude goes down, this team has no depth. I'm just telling you right now that that when you talk about the speed and and, and that that people like I said always calling Wrigley a bandbox a you know home run park a hitter's park it's not it is the most difficult for any team to construct because it, it's it it changes so often and sometimes you got to play small ball and sometimes you got to be able to bash it out of the park you have to be able to have variety in what you you have right so, and that's what's been the problem for the Cubs is that they don't have a variety in their lineup. They can't change it up and start hitting, uh, you know, trying to hit singles when the wind's blowing in. They're right. just always trying to hit it out. It's yeah. not going to work for them. So in my season tickets in the first row, I'm in the upper deck. I've seen in April or May just balls. There's one time I remember Barry Bonds hit one that I thought was going to go into, like, onto the rooftop. Like, I thought it was gone. And just watching it, it's, it's amazing. If Barry Bonds on a bunch of horse steroids can't hit one out, <laughs> then nobody's going to hit one out when the wind's blowing like that. you got to be able to manufacture runs. Well, Plus, there, there's going to be a dead ball this year. They aren't using it yet. I think they're trying to get rid of all those 2020 balls in spring training. Guys are hitting homers. They're, pot, they're tossing them out in that thin air. And then all the... You know, all the kids are running away with those 2020 balls. The 2021 balls come in, and you're going to see a, a major dip in power. Oh, God, can you imagine? Well, th- all right, give me your three. And ev- give it to me in the chat, too. Everybody tell me their three. I'll, go, to- I'll go real quick. With, I would like Vargas, Miller, and I guess Maven. I'll put Ma- Maven just so I can say it. <laughs> Chafin went enough for you, huh? <laughs> nope. Uh, Hermosillo was the one that he's only been in three years, right? Yeah. Yeah, but he did. Uh, yeah, so I'm going I'm going Vargas. Uh, yeah, Vargas, Miller, and Hermosillo. That's who I want. Hermosillo, huh? Just, you, they, he's the local kid, right? I, well, no, no, that's, that's Martini's a, the look. But no, he, I just think that he's only been he's only been up for a little while. He might have a and and you. I just want to hang on to him. You know what I mean? I Jeremy, think maybe 
Jeremy Thomas says Maben Vargas and Miller. Uh, Jeremy Thomas also uh, of the engineer for the old spring radio shows down in uh, in Mesa with Len Casper and broadcaster Nick. And uh, we had oh, a, good, good thing he's listening to us now. No, remember, <laughs> I, I have to say, Jeremy, I really miss those broadcasts. I listened to the stupid Giants today, and it wasn't even their regular guy. I don't think it was just like, you know, what the dude, like their backup dude. And it wasn't good. It, it wasn't a very entertaining broadcast. Oh, it was it, really what what game. you're saying was it was the Giants version of Zach Zaidman. Yeah, I think so. And uh, it was it was terrible, but I really miss because the games used to everybody's complaining they're not in t- on TV. I don't really care about that that much. I loved on a day like today walking next to the lake, having the game in my ears, imagining thinking about other things. I love that and uh, Jeremy, I've just I just have to say uh, I agree with both Crawley and you about who the Cubs should break with and I really do miss your guys broadcasts with Len Casper. And uh, broadcaster, Mick. yeah, Corey Furlong says Vargas, Maben, and Duffy. He's a Duff man. Nick G has Vargas, <laughs> Duffy, Miller, yes. and Ortega. Steve that- Schur says Vargas, Maben, Ortega. Okay, Artie Boucher says Vargas, Miller, Maben. So the Mar- Vargas, Miller, Maben seems to be the consensus here. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know what Ian Miller did though. Because uh, they went with Billy Hamilton instead in the middle of the year instead of bringing up Ian Miller. And so uh, there's something not there. You don't want to start his clock, Danny. When, when you talk about Hamilton, everybody knows Hamilton was is like the premier base dealer. Hamilton's a better base dealer than Ian Miller. But if you don't have Billy Hamilton, then just use Ian Miller. Yeah, exactly. It's it's the it's it's the bottom of the tenth. Just use Miller. God damn it! He's already put him out on second base. Yeah, he doesn't need to steal third. He just needs to run home fast. Now, last we left off, there was a, a feel good story, and and we got milkshake duck guys. Um, feel good story. We got milkshake duck. As far as we were all excited, we had our hats tilted. To the left. You, you have n- – okay, hold on. Crawley, you might want to explain Milkshake Duck because this is a podcast with a bunch of fucking 40, 50-year-old motherfuckers. <laughs> Bill Sugas is out there like, milkshakes and ducks, I can't eat a goddamn thing. He's getting hungry. So explain to us what that is. It was it was a term that came online, and it was just it was a it was a jokey kind of I think it was a tweet, wasn't it? Where basically everything that's great somehow gets ruined. So it was like uh, you, you I forget the guy. It was during a presidential election, and he had the big red sweater. And then they they everyone's like, oh look at the big red sweater guy asking a debate question. And then they like went back and looked at his shit, and it's like, ooh boy, let's not give that guy any more attention. Yeah, I, I think there was a cartoonist doing the milkshake duck, and then you found out, and everybody loved him, and then they found out he was a total douchebag. Right, and, and then so, they've been applying that to everybody. Oh, rope to the left, hats to the left, but it wasn't just the hats; it was also the mask to the yeah, left. masks to the no mask to the left. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. 
In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com slash sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-a-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to Armchair Media. On Twitter or on Instagram. That's at Armchair Media. So go get yourself uh, some sneakers at ebay.com slash sneakers and uh, send it on over to Armchair and win some sneakers. Uh, yeah, do it. They sponsor the Sun Ranto Show. Do you know who else sponsors the Sun Ranto Show? Bet Online. Okay. Uh, BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. The tournament is coming and so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest as BetOnline is the spot to be for all your bracketology needs. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head to the website, oh, wait, wait. To the oh, thought, or use so your mobile device to sign up today in the, and in receive the your 50% for welcome bonus on like your first what, deposit. I thought you had the, somebody made a picture your online of him book with a mask experts. all fucked up on the side of his face. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I, I with his hat. But it's but that's not really what happened. If if he no, if, but that would fine for wearing his mask wrong, then that's hilarious. But if uh, no, it, he j- he went out to dinner with freaking Fran Mill Reyes. So it's Fran Mill Reyes and Jose who's already Ramirez gotten in trouble, right? From the Indians and for Mill Reyes, I guess has been a multiple time offender about the COVID protocol. MLB is taking this very. Uh, we'll talk later, obviously, about Texas. But very, very seriously, the MLB, they, they know this, is that that's why when you go to spring training, you can't get autographs. You can't get pictures. Danny would laugh because there's this, if you've ever been to the spring training complex, there's kind of like this sidewalk where all the players come down. And I would just get drunk off of Club 400 beers and uh, just like stop any guy and like, hey, who are you? Let's take a picture. I didn't give a shit. I thought it was great seeing these guys. They are very strict on COVID protocol this year because you cannot risk. And if you saw the news today, Joey Votto tested positive for COVID. And there is a very big risk because they cannot have these pitchers ramping up and ramping down. That is like the worst thing you can do to a pitcher. The goal of spring training is to really get these pitchers ready to go, ramped up, and you can't stop and start. And if all of a sudden you have some sort of breakout or some sort of issue, that's a problem. And so stroke. Reyes and Ramirez went out to dinner indoors. So that is where he got nailed. So at that point, the Cubs organization has to do contact tracing. Yeah, and and which is – it's great that they're taking it as seriously as they do from the player standpoint to keep everybody healthy. Uh, I just read that that pitcher that got COVID early on on the Boston Red Sox has ongoing heart problems and complications from COVID. And, you know, so they they take it seriously. Obviously, we all should – but how seriously are they really taking it when they're like, okay, Pedro Strope, you had dinner indoors, and as people are getting vaccinated and stuff, yet they're allowing 100% at the Rangers Stadium in Arlington. And, and that- he's already back. He he spent like three days in the doghouse, and he's back. 
you know, I, I'm allowed to like get on an, a packed airplane after, you know, coming back from Mexico with a simple like PCR test. And these guys are getting tested all the time. Like, I understand. I, I think it's great to take it seriously. I'm just saying that they are inconsistent in how they're like meeting out. Like this is serious and that's, and now Pedro's got to go home, might not make the team just because, you know, of he went to dinner. Whereas they're like, Hey, everybody go into Texas stadium and spit all over each other. Sing, take me out to the ball game where we already know that it can spread that way. Like we, right, know- but, but see you're, you're, what you're talking about is one state's decision. And now an organizational decision, Texas Rangers could have done whatever they wanted and they want to make as much money as possible. But if you take a look at how MLB has done it, and Steve Schur says he's been to four different Catholic, uh, Cactus Catholic, Cactus League <laughs> so far. But Steve you know, Schur is just jumping church to church. It's it's really really something that they are taking serious now. Again, just like everything else, you know that when we're going to talk about this shortly about the the uh, positive test, how the positive test rate at Chicago is really no, low now. But but the point of it being is they change the rules as far as what they can do. But I would say the concern is more for making sure the players stay on the field. The Rangers don't give a fuck about their fans clearly, and it's and that's that. But the players, neither do I. So <laughs> right. But the, but yeah. what I'm saying is is the players is a different story. They need the players to be healthy, and that's why again, how much is it going to affect the players if the if the ballpark's packed? It's not going to increase increase the chances of the players getting ill. Well, actually, Crawley, I, I would disagree. I think if you have 20,000 people screaming into a bowl, it's probably more likely or, or less likely that you get COVID than if 100,000 people are screaming into a bowl. You know, And I know it's not 100,000 people. Not outside. I was just making a... It is outside, but look, I'm all I'm saying is the fucking dugouts are close to the fans. The you know people are walking around, and I'm not saying that it will happen. What I'm saying is, is it more likely when you put more people in there that that is a yes in a dome in a dome like Arlington because they built that with a dome. Oh yeah. And, and so oh, yeah, it, that's the fucking Costco field, right? Yeah, yeah. well, no, yeah, exactly. It looks like a, a giant Home Depot. And so, so that kind of moves us to our next topic. And Artie Boucher is uh, talking Coors Field is roughly around close to 50%. And uh, Texas is going <laughs> Coors Field's lucky. Coors Field will not sell out this year at 46%. They will not fucking that fucking team is the, they're going down. Like if they could get 20%, they will be fucking dancing in the fucking offices. I don't know. When do the Cardinals come to town? They'll sell out that one. Right. So this was a video that came from the Mayor Lightfoot's office the other day. Oh my God, dude! All right, we have to describe this. Um, Lori Lightfoot throwing a first pitch to Clark, I guess, is what we're looking at here, and uh, she throws 17 miles per hour, which I thought me topping out at like 34 was bad. That's half. 
I didn't put the whole video in, but then she throws the next one. She was just warming up, and she got it. She said she cranked it up to 77. But we finally get notification. Kilometers? Yeah. I've played that game, too. I I threw like a 92-kilometer once. The Cubs finally announced in Chicago itself, Lightfoot announces that the Cubs and White Sox will be open at 20% capacity. So this was a big deal. Everyone was talking about this earlier. Oh, hey, oh, oh, hold on, guys. Hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> this is a surprise. I, uh, we planned this uh, kind of off, off-site off yesterday, but uh, I believe Emily is right next to you right now. Michael's beautiful. Oh, you, okay, you guys already know what's happening. We okay. know what's happening. Emily has come in uh, uh, and brought Michael a, uh, a birthday cake. So everybody out there in TV land, we're all going to sing to Michael. Hey, hey, not to mention, they had to walk from the house out to the office pouring rain. It is dumping rain right now. So you got a birthday cake in the rain? So yeah, I got a I gotta... cake out in the rain. Well, let's see the cake. Like, this is confusing to everybody. Oh. oh, nice. We can still barely see it, but oh, there we go. I'm chocolate. It looks like uh, chocolate. Very chocolate. It looks like a bunt cake of, of sorts, but it's chocolate and rain. We'll do it. Everybody sing with me. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Michael Cotton. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, man. Oh, thank you, guys. Uh, Make a wish and blow it out. And and please wish wish for a better bench for the Chicago Cubs. (laughs) It's not my wish. You do the wish. Oh, look at the COVID just spreading all over those candles. Dude, can we please cancel blowing out candles now? Like, can that be just done? I think so, right? See what candles yeah, I'm done with that. No, how many candles are there? Uh, well, how old I are was, you? Now spank well, him. Emily, spank him. I'm fucking 40. <laughs> they want you to spank me now. Six tall ones. Six tall ones, so those count for six each. Oh. <laughs> they, no, she said there are there are six tall candles, and there are nine short candles. Okay, so... Uh, you're nice. Oh, oh, I didn't. I, didn't. I, was, I was in birthday mode. I, I'm slipping. I'm slipping in my old age. So, well, happy birthday. And now let's Thanks, talk guys. about That's the uh, 20% capacity. The 20% capacity at Wrigley Field, for those that you don't know, 8,000 fans will be allowed at Wrigley. Season ticket holders like myself will be prioritized, but there will be some tickets for fans. If you enter into a remote drawing, if you remember what that was like when the Cubs were in 2016 for the world for the postseason, um, season ticket holders were refunded for the month of April. You had an option; you could get refunded or you could get credits. I took the credits. I just keep rolling the money. Less money I got to pay next year because I'm just going to give them my money back anyway. So what's the point? Um, bacon. So bacon at the uh, bank of Clark. Right. They ha- you have opportunity as a season ticket holder to buy. Single ticket games for the homestand, but nothing's guaranteed. Tickets will be sold at pods either one, two, three, or four. Uh, <laughs> Can you imagine the loser in the one-person pod? I, I'll do it. I'll do it. If you're oh, telling me what do it. Danny, okay, here's the thing, Danny. I've been – my goal was to make it to 50 straight 
opening days. I'm at, this would be 21. If I, and there's no guarantee I get in. So if you're telling me my option is, here's the thing. I'll say, you know, sometimes like when there's a game going on, I'll, I'll get into it now. I, I don't care. Like I'll make friends with the pod next to me or behind me or what. I don't give a shit either way. I'll sit there and I'll just drink. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to go before the game and I'm going to go to Lucky Doors. I'm going to slam four or five high uh, alcohol content beers. And then I'm going to go in the game. I'm going to slam a couple more beers and then it'll be all good. It's no big deal. I'll watch the game. And then afterwards, I'm going to go to G-Man. Why the fuck do I care what happens during the game? That me, because I'm a partial, I'm a combo season ticket holder plan. I get one less postseason game in the uh, NLCS and the World Series. NLCS game one, I didn't have tickets to. I bought a single ticket because it was easy and it was cheap. And then the funny thing was, uh, Carrie, who was on earlier, and Blonde Wonk were like two rows behind me. I don't give a fuck. I'll go there for one ticket. I don't give a shit. No, if that I means the streak continues. I, I love one. I've gone to more games alone than not. I'm just saying there's a difference between going to a ball game alone and sitting in a pod alone. And I, I just see it as different because you're conspicuous. You'll be on TV and they'll pay it around the crowd and you'll see all these little groups of people and then one dude in a, in a pod. Everybody's going to make fun of that guy. I'm just saying, oh, I, know, I know you don't care. You have no I'm shit. Sure, but, but I will be I'm there. Too. I'm just saying. How many people want to be there is what I'm telling you. I'll be there in a pod of one and if y'all laugh, you can kiss my ass because at well, least no, I'll be trying to moment like when I'm going to write the song. Maybe that's it. Maybe part of one, part of one at Wrigley Field. I'm a part of one. Eating right. so, dogs and having fun. I'm a part rooftops, of one. which we're going to talk about later. Rooftops are going to be fifty percent capacity. That is different. That goes under the bar category. Cubs are going to dedicate the bleachers to host vaccinated healthcare workers and employees from Advocate Aurora Health. So I thought that was a cool move. There's going to be limited capacity in communal spaces. I heard that they were going to have like, I don't know, like, you know, like the troughs, like they're going to have like stanchions in the troughs and shit like that. You know, that, that's probably good for years. Like, you know, when people get too drunk, they turn while they're peeing and they pee all over the place. And- oh, the stanchions are going to be worse than the trough. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, it's all going to be pee spray. Like the more, you know, items you have and materials you have down in that area, it's just going to be covered in piss and shit. I mean, it's a bathroom. So there's going to, masks are required. It's not optional. Neck gaiters, those neck gaiter things are not allowed. There's mm-hmm. going to be a touchless screening process. In the past, you guys know I always bring my backpack to the game. I got like four flags, chargers. I got everything in the fucking world in my bag. Can't bring a bag unless it's a medical bag. Or an actual diaper bag. Like, you can't bring a giant purse and say, oh, it's my diaper bag. Like, I heard people saying, like, I'll just throw a diaper in there. Okay. No, it has to, like, literally be, like, a Greco, like, diaper bag, like, branded diaper bag. Otherwise, they won't let you bring it in. Get one of those, man, and sneak a camera in, a couple chargers. (laughs) You know? Um, All the tickets are mobile, which the Cubs have done for a while now. Um, There's going to be a touchless screening process. So, when you go into Wrigley, like, in the past, I would they had, like, those, uh, like, you go at the airport where the metal detectors. They won't do that anymore. They're not going to touch anything, which is why they don't want bags in. So, like, when I oh. opened my backpack in, they would open the backpack, and they had, like, a little tiny bat, and they would look around there. None of that. You can't do that, but you don't have to take your keys out or wallet out or anything like that. Tickets yeah. are mobile. <laughs> it's amazing. I lived for those days when they would touch me and rub me <laughs> yes, and feel yeah. for my – forgot. He, yeah. He'd keep nope. a pocket knife in his pocket just to get it confiscated so they'd touch him. <laughs> mobile tickets so all tickets will be on the phone which they've been going towards anyway but the thing that's interesting is all retail and concessions will be cashless 
and they will actually have reverse ATMs. So if you have cash, you can go to this machine and get a card. They will not take cash. So be aware of that. Um, they are going to have visual markers and signage, you know, so that you're not standing next to each other. Each mobile ticket will include an assigned entry gate, so you can't go into whatever gate you want. Um, your bag restrictions are purses and wallets smaller than 9 by 5 inches, and then food or beverages are going to be ordered on the app, the MLB at, at bat app. So a lot of changes coming to Wrigley. Now, I can tell you the Cubs have a season. Will they also have stats? That's what I want to know. Will they let us know how many hot dogs were were eaten during our oh, game? That would be or, nice. They have the, the – then we could, we could actually see the stats. That would be great. And they, I actually – on the AtBet app, they don't have that, but they actually have your stats for, like, games. So I can look at all the games I've ever been to, how, how I rate. <laughs> they have your stats for what you ate? Not what I ate, but the games I go to. So, like, I can you take – You ate 12 pounds of meat. This I can take a look at the MLB at app and it's really cool because like for some reason and it's so weird, but like when I look at my history, you can look at like the winning percentage against teams. So there's certain teams that I should always see and there's other teams that I should definitely not be allowed to go to. So just to give you an example, it's like uh, the Dodgers, when the Cubs play the Dodgers, the Cubs are 16 and seven. Oh, you got to go to that. Right, but when the Cubs play the Pirates, they're nine and thirteen. I don't. Like yeah, I said, well, it's, the it's, Cubs freaking beat the Pirates when you're there. Or I don't know. <laughs> it's so, weird. I and I brought the Pirates up earlier today. They're they're gonna babip babip us to death with our. With I'm I'm our, sorry. I looked at it. I'm, I looked at it backwards. I'm seven and sixteen with the Dodgers, thirteen and nine with the Brewers. Okay, well then, forget what I'm talking about. Uh, so it sounds like a real shit show. I mean. First of all, I feel bad for the Wrigley Field staff. So if you are going to go to these games, can I please just kind of tell everybody to be nice to everybody because they all have absolutely no fucking idea what they're doing. This is all new. There's no training. They got they got to wear a mask in the rain. Like it's going to be bad. You know, give them give everybody a break. I it's still 8,000 people, which is not no people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Come to the ballpark. You know, at least opening day is going to be sold out. If and, you're one of those 8,000, trust me, you can afford a mask. Wear it. You can afford a good attitude. Wear it. I, yeah. And, and the people there, I love them to death. I'm that's one of the things I'm like I said, just dying to see is my friends from Wrigley that work there. They become like family. Those people. They work Cubs Park. They work at Sox Park. They they work at Cubs Con. They're the, they work at the concerts that I go to. I've known some of these people my whole lives. Like I've like, you know, some of these people like my my beer vendor Glenn, who's up in the the three hundred section on left field. Like I actually known his son, and his son now is old enough to sell beer at Wrigley. I knew his son when he was tiny. I love those people, and so please treat them treat them well. Um, but you know, right now the season ticket holders, it's like Lord of the flies because you have these people are like, okay, I'm a combo. I have 61 games in my package, whereas full season is 81. So I know full season ticket holders who got their seat relocation before me. I've been there 20 years. They've been five years. So there's a lot of things that are, people are like, look, we, who gets these tickets, who gets these golden tickets. It's going to be a fight. I'll tell you that much. Well, and people are going to be unhappy. Especially for opening day, and then the the game's going to get ra- uh, rained out, snowed out. Something something's going to happen bad. I, I can guarantee it. Uh, Bleach. I should. I'm going to drop it in a little bit. But the Bleacher Bums are going to be playing at G Man Tavern that day too, and tickets will be available for that 
as well really soon. And that will be, I think, a tough ticket because we can only fit 33 people. I'm, I'm in. 30 I'm in. I'm in. And, and so, it, it, unfortunately, just uh, we're going to have to charge $400 a ticket. And I'm really sorry about that. But, uh, you know. Money, Do money. I get to sing backup vocals on the John Baker, the Ballad of John Baker, for four hundred? If you if anybody that pays four hundred dollars a ticket is in the band, pretty much for the rest of the time, the band is <laughs> right. A band. Yeah, so. I I offered to to do backup vocals, and Danny was just like, "Yeah, I keep backing up, just <laughs> back up further, further." Well, speaking of vocals, uh, can we move on to uh, oh, be a huge change at Wrigley because of this moment? Number 16, center fielder, Crowley. And as you can see by the look out of Andrew Bellison's face, uh, he had had enough, and he said, take this job and shove it. I ain't working (laughs) here no more. And so there's going to be a new announcer, and Andrew Bellison, he – he he did the PA announcing. If you don't know, he, he did the PA announcing. He also has been the voice of the Marquee Network promos. And a promo is basically like all the stuff like, next week on the Marquee Network. And he kind of had the same voice for that as well. And, um, you know, he got that job through a contest that they held to get the job. And uh, lots of people showed up. They went down to Wrigley Field. They chose... Andrew, and it was like a dream come true for him. He's a local guy and stuff like that. Got a chance to interview a lot of a lot of the ex Cubs, and they have gave him a show. But he's moving on. He's done. He lives. He lives where we grew up, Danny. In uh, Arlington Heights. Yeah. All right. He's a great dude. He's a really nice guy. I've had a chance to talk with him, hang out with him, and I wish him nothing but the best. And it's an opportunity for someone, right? Somebody has to have a good voice for yeah. this. I agree, and so we're gonna try to find the Cubs. We're not everybody knows this, but Crawley was instrumental in finding the current Oregon, one of the current Oregon players for the Chicago Cubs, our friend John Benedict. So I feel like if it's not gonna be me, because I I deserve the job, I think more than anybody, and I'll go for it, but not under. Well, my- I I would say there's one other person who that deserves it more. Who who could? Tim- Tim Sheridan. Tim Sheridan, yeah. Tim Sheridan. I, I, I think we can all get behind Tim Sheridan finally getting the call up to the big leagues. I think that guy has put in his time down in Arizona. Fucking uh, I'll hey. be his backup. I'll be his understudy. Every, yes. If can't come, I'll show right. up, and, and, yeah. I'll, and I'll do my best Tim impression. Ranchers, name that's get on Twitter. Told. Let the Cubs know Tim Sheridan because – that guy, that guy's been working down in Arizona for a long time. He's he bleeds, you know, cubby blue. Fucking Tim Sheridan is our pick. Uh, the other guy that I'd like I'm to kind of throw, I, the <laughs> other guy I'd like to throw my hat in the ring for is a guy that had the job previously, which is Wayne Mesmer, who's appeared on this program, who sings the national anthem, and, and he, he did that job before in the press box. So you I'd love think- to see him. No, you, but you think he wants that. He's got the what? cushiest gig now. He just shows up and does the one song and just glad hands. He doesn't want to be up there. He's like, number 13, David Bode. Like, he doesn't want that. Yeah, he, here I am trying to be like, oh, the Son Rando shows behind Tim Sheridan. All three of us have different people. I got Tim, <laughs> you got Wayne, I and got Danny has himself. He's like, yeah. fuck everybody. Yeah. I'm well, taking this job. Well, of course, if Danny takes this job, 
This podcast is dead because there's no fucking way they're going to let an employee of the Cubs do this do show. This show. Yeah, no, I we, know. we were on a chat, and I said that Danny should send in the video of us watching Undercover Boss with Todd Ricketts. Send that in as his, his, his application video. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How about me? I'll be good. Um, so I am going to apply, but I, I have a I, – and we'll talk about this maybe uh, on another show because I, I haven't molded over yet, but do I apply under my name or should I try under an alias and maybe they don't recognize me? Alias. alias yeah. Your real name is an alias. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, but go, go further, you know, like, you know, use some middle names, some family names, like maybe my, my mother's maiden name. I like that one. You know, I think I'm going to not saying it on the show because that's also like everybody, like how you break into my accounts. Oh, what's your maiden mother's maiden name? Eric right. says, you want to know what they, my first pet was too? Eric Campbell <laughs> says, didn't they say something about celebs or something during April? Yeah, yeah they love that shit. And they're going to get Jeff Garland and Jim Belushi and these guys. And we're going to get oh. irritated in like two days. Not even. Yeah, yeah. And those fucking guys are going to get through one inning. They're going to go, wait, I got to sit here all day doing this and I can't drink. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, they're yeah, going to quit. They, well, I know. That's why I don't want to even want to do the job. So I, <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'm going to put in my fucking audition tape. I, had, I believe I'm gonna I'm oh, gonna use my Jimmy Stewart. Give it to me. And now batting Crowley. <laughs> you didn't even you didn't say his number. You didn't say how position he was. Like, dude, come on, work on it, work on it. We'll get back Crowley, to Crowley. First let's bench twelve at <laughs> second base, <laughs> number seventeen. Nick Markakis. <laughs> now here's now here's a thing I want everybody to think about for a moment. So, uh, Cotton, you kind of did like uh, what, like a typical like what we have now with Bellison, you know, just kind of the announcer guy. Use and, the announcer voice. Yeah, and Crawley, you did more of the understated dude that like some some ballparks go with. Uh, Yankees have this, um, where up next. Number 23, Miguel Tejas, or, you know, something like that. And, and, and it's just like this really low key kind of over, and they don't make too much out of the guy. And then you've got guys like in Cincinnati where he goes nuts, like Tucker Barnhart, and he goes nuts. But if it's your team up next, number 17, Chris Bryant. And it's just like, uh, yeah. it, you know, it's like you're getting called up at the DMV. And so it, it, how about we start calling out all the fans that aren't listening? Hey, I'll do 46 seat 12. <laughs> Next up, Chris Bryant. Pay attention. Well, here's the thing. I, I talked to Danny about my audition tape. And what I specifically said is I'm going to stick with my little thing. I am not going to pronounce the T at the end of anybody's name. <laughs> so I'm going to say. Everybody's going to be Fontenot, Ontario, right? So I, I'm basically going to be like, at third base, number 17, Chris Bryan. Chris <laughs> Bryan. <laughs> Sponsored by Malore. So I, I, I did uh, solicit a few tapes. I, I, I was talking to a few of my friends, a couple of guys you may know, Evan Altman, Michael Cerami, and I said, uh, hey, guys, I, I, I really think that you could uh, maybe get this job. 
And they were like, I could. And I was like, totally, man. Let me just give you some pointers. And then just say that, you know, I helped you at, at that. So uh, let, me, let me play some, uh, some of these audition tapes that I got. Here's uh, Michael Cerami's audition tape. Now batting number one in your program, playing second base, Brian Roberts, the 43-year-old longtime target of the Chicago Co- This isn't plugged in to anything. I, I know I told you. <laughs> I like it. I, yeah. I, that was I, good. I give him the job, you know. I mean, Cerami. I mean, he's- oh, I'm not giving him the job. I'm just going to enjoy that. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll enjoy that one time, and then I never want to hear from him again. I also thought that my friend Chris Saha, you can know him from the Ranchers page. If you're not on the Ranchers page, you should be. Oh shit! This is going to be a WWE announcement, like exactly. Fire. Yeah, exactly. Brimstone. Let's see. Let's see what he gives us. Ladies and gentlemen. From Cincinnati, Ohio, Cubs legend, the American dream, Tuffy Rose. <laughs> he's, he's already walked on four straight pitches and is at first before he even finishes that fucking announcement. Now, if I get the job, would I be allowed to drink on the job out of curiosity? No, 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 no. no drinking. You can't I think even that would be more amusing as the game goes on. My pronunciation always gets worse. <laughs> Yours might get better. You might start pronouncing T's. No, when this show goes on, I start butchering names the longer it gets. It gets very Harry Carey-ish. Well, I I really like the uh, submission. And and by the way, this is a contest. It's officially a contest. Uh, The winner, I got a prize package for. It includes a Matt Cameron, Wilson Contreras, uh, Venezuela flag. You can see it over my shoulder there. See it? Uh, 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 uh. And uh, you get one of those if you win. Uh, Here's here's the entry from uh, John Friedman. Ladies and gentlemen, coming up to bat, Javi Baez. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's something, I mean, it's memorable. You got to give it that. Yeah, and then everybody looks the like all 43,000 people just do. <laughs> they all turn and look like, is there a 13-year-old up there? <laughs> when it's time to change. Um <laughs> And uh, we got another celebrity going for it, Evan Altman from Cubs Insider. Now batting for the Chicago Cubs, number 69, Danny Rocket. I, I have no idea what that voice is. Yeah, it's That Stitch. was like a, uh, what oh, is that? That uh, is Stitch. Lord of the Rings? St- I don't know. Lilo and Stitch. I don't. I don't yeah, want Lilo and Stitch. It's Stitch. Yeah. Is uh, it uh, Smeagol? <laughs> yeah, he's like, hey, ah, precious. <laughs> Golem. I saw Golem, that. Golem, Smeagol. Oh, oh, there, yeah. there we go. I couldn't. Like I said, this is what happens after a few beers in. That's why I wanted that to do fun. I, I would go with the Golem voice, and uh, but I have uh, also another wrestling fan and uh, wrestling uh, podcaster. Uh, the uh, Mile High Show. No, I'm kidding. It's called uh, Alt- the Alt- Re- Wrestling with Altitude. Wrestling with Altitude. Yeah, Artie Boucher. Hey, Mr. Fourth Row here, voice of your hometown, 
Wilmington Warp Core and introducing batting third, the designated hitter, Michael Cotton. You are fucking fired. <laughs> designated hitter, motherfucker. <laughs> Artie. Well, oh, my it. God. I am so angry right now, Artie. Oh, I like how he, how he said H. hit her. Hit her. Like he pronounces T's like Crawley never could. <laughs> Michael Cotton. Apparently, he pronounces every T that Crawley forgets. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Artie, because he's even got a T. His name is probably his name isn't even Artie. It's R T. R T. To the A, to the R, to the T I E, to the R T. So, Danny, if people want to enter this contest, what do they got to do? Where do they got to submit it? Well, they got to. I'll tell you. The, all you got to do is email me your video. Or text it to me if you got my number. Uh, it's sunranto at gmail.com. I have one more to play, and uh, this is kind of the one to beat. Um, Bill Sugis, who, of course, won the uh, the caroling contest, he's he's kind of the reigning champion. If we have a had a belt, which we probably should have a belt that we give out, like a big gold belt, and the winners got to pass it around to each other like as the contest go, this one I just made up today. So uh, thank you, Cubs. Uh, but Bill Sugis is the guy to beat for, for everything now because uh, check out this. Before you get to hear Bill Sugis's hilarious uh, entry into the announcer contest, I just want to make one final plea. Uh, Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It's an early ad-free listen. You get your own RSS feed. You get to join the Super Ranters. You can get the Cubs music. You can get a calendar. You can get your name in the show. Um you know, it's only a dollar a month to to begin and be a part of it all. We're so close to a hundred patrons. If you've uh, thought, "Hey, I wonder what that Patreon thing is," uh, well, now's your chance to find out. Patreon.com/sunranto. Uh, would really love it if we uh, grew our little family here this year. Uh, thank you so much for listening and making Sunranto a fun show to be on and to produce for you. But uh, please help us out. Patreon.com/sunranto. Here's the rest of the show. Welcome back, Cubs fans. Yes, I know it's the same commercial we've seen 47 times already before the first pitch, but you know, they're our only sponsor. Due to these extraordinary times, I'm now doubling as a Wrigley PA announcer and the marquee color commentator. Please imagine my surprise when I opened my front door and found about a half a dozen naked folks sprawled out in my living room, engaged in what can only be described as a desperate and hungry account of lovemaking. Speaking of lovemaking, you'll never be desperate or hungry with Wintrust Bank, the official bank of Juliana Zobrist. Called strike three. I know the ball was in the dirt, but you know, Bay thought it was close enough. Up next, batting for the Cubs, the legendary number 69, Danny Rocket. Not affiliated with Rocket Mortgage, an Intuit company that plays way too many commercials during sporting events. <laughs> that's the one. To hey. be, I mean, that's who the Cubs really need to go with, dude. Fuck. Oh, it's so good. But you are right. I have made a point of saying this before. Uh, Bill Sugas has a fucking radio voice. He really does, and he apparently doesn't know what the the in like 
the Wrigley Field announcer does. He thinks he's taking over Pat's job, <laughs> but but I think Bill was having a senior moment. To be honest, that entire right. <laughs> he thought he was taking over Pat Hughes' job, <laughs> and and little, Man, a little we'll long with it with Old Coast Bank. Yeah, but uh, very funny. But my God, if he was the guy announcing the people coming up he's got the pipes he's like i think his voice is perfect for actually andrew bellison's job well i'm gonna practice a few things like you know i, I mean because i kind of like the understated maybe it should be a little sexy you know like uh, an excitedly sexy deep and you know just kind of a radio voice like if i was like number eight ian hap or or should it be like Wait, was that sexy? No, I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying to play with it. A million ways to do it. <laughs> like, I'm not. What? I'm not turning you on. Come on. No. Close your eyes. Close your eyes. I'm, I'm flashing right now. Flashing. The baby blues of right, Chris Bryant. All right. Number seventeen, Chris Bryant. There That's much. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. All right. How about number seventeen? Chris Bryant. Nope, nope. Go back. That's, yeah, yeah. That, that's uh, Price is Right. All right. I'll bring Sexy back. Yeah. So I, I just think it's interesting that somebody's going to get the job. And, uh, you know, and pretty much you just shout in a microphone. I've done that before. I'm, in fact, I've been doing that on this show all night long. So <laughs> I, I think we're all capable of the job. It just it depends. I, I have to erase my Twitter account is all. Speaking of sexy voices, tell me about this new Bleacher Bun Band album. Oh, yeah. I got I to gotta drop a link, everybody, because... Uh, <laughs> that's usually how you end the show. Can we drop a link? We're going to drop a link in the chat here. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's even worse. Oh, oh here it comes. Ah, oh, link dropped. <laughs> I just dropped a link. No, uh, we got a new record. Um, me, Bleacher Bum, uh, me and the Bleacher Bum Band, which is uh, Jeff Gorski uh, and uh, Bleacher Jeff is you in, in uh, your hearts and minds. And also a couple guys that are currently left because of the pandemic uh, recorded this with us out in um, – they're in Serbia right now. They're back there. Uh, Darko and Aljin and a bunch of other people. My sister's on it. Uh, we've got Johnny Onomatopoeia plays bongos on this record a bunch. Uh, I, I do backing vocals. Like way back, yeah, yeah. No, you're in there. No, no, you can't. Be in <laughs> I think did my cover of Africa make the album? Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's the hidden bonus track that we're putting on <laughs> on the album. You know, but the, the when it ends, just sit and listen for another two hours, and then you will hear the hidden bonus track. Now wait a minute. It's it's wait. I, all right, I, I got it for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's our that that's the hidden the hidden track, and it's only on the eight track that we're putting out. It's like the hipsters love the eight track. I hear. Eight <laughs> track. So, and, and anyway. Imagine if that's how you did put it out. 
Yeah, not only do you guys have an album coming out, and I believe, what was it, Florida Man was the first song out? Yeah, yeah, Florida Man's, uh, Gary Damico's on it. We we got everybody's on it, the Garrister, our Indians fan friend. And it's it's a really good album. Jeff Jeff mixed it along with me. We produced it ourselves. And, uh, you know, it took a long time to make. And then we we were going to release it last year, and then, like, COVID hit, and... So then it, we luckily we got a chance to like go back into it and add more things and rethink and really kind of take our time with it. And we're really proud of it. And here's how things work for mu- musicians right now. Um, everybody wants to know when's it going to be on Spotify? When can I hear it on YouTube? All the places. Um, I, and that's great. And, and sometimes like checks for like 25, 30 bucks. Sometimes if something really kicks for a month, we'll get a hundred bucks. That's it, like, you know, it, it, it's great. But the best way you can really support the band is if, like, it's just a direct transaction. And there's very few ways to do that these days. Um, and right now on uh, Bandcamp, and I know it's goofy to, like, download things, it, you can just buy it for 10 bucks. And I put it up there first before anywhere else so that people would who wanted to hear it first and would want to support the band could support it that way. And it's only 10 bucks. You can pay more if you want and support the band. We're looking right now. We're rehearsing at Trapdoor theater, which is closed. It's going to open back up. We need to find a place. We would love to like, yeah, we got, and we've got a, a gig on opening day at G man tavern where only 33 people can come. We're going to try to live stream that. So details on that as well. And uh, then we're going to release the album officially. So please buy the album, listen to it when it comes out. It's going to be a lot of fun on opening day. Crawley will be there. I don't know if Cotton, you got any plans to come on up for? Opening I'm day. I'm probably not going to be there opening day because, uh, yeah, I just don't go places. But uh, no, I, I I'm with it. Like everybody who's out there, like thinking like. You know, oh, I don't buy music anymore. Like, we don't buy music. You want this. This is the fucking album that you're going to listen to on the drive to Wrigley, right? You've never had just, like, the soundtrack to your trip to and from the game. Danny has created it along with Jeff and the Belisha Bun Bam. Like, you honestly, you really need to do that. Uh, because then you've got it in your car, and for me, I've got a two-and-a-half-hour drive, right? On repeat, Bleacher Bump Band, all the way up there. By the time I get there, I can't yeah. wait to shut off the, the stereo and just go watch the game. I will tell you, when well, I get Can I say something real quick, Crawley? Just jump yeah. in real quick, because Guy Sirius is reminding me that I said said that the rhythm section is now in Serbia and they are, but we got a new rhythm section. And one of the guys in the band is guy serious. He's our new bass player, uh, a great cub fan and an old friend of mine, honestly old as in like we were going to Cubs games together in 1987, watching Andre Dawson in his MVP year together. And he is our bass player. So we couldn't, be, I couldn't be luckier, uh, to be playing music with him. He's a great bass player. And he brought the drummer, which was his college drummer, this guy named Mike. And he's a Sox fan, but that's okay. We have not, never had a drummer. We had two drummers that didn't even know how baseball was played because they were from Serbia. We had another guy who was a Cardinals fan and another guy who was an Indians fan. So we've never had a Cubs fan drummer. I think it's maybe our gimmick. 
Well, I'm excited for it. I will be there on opening day. I, if I get a ticket, like I said, I'm going to Bruce Willis, this motherfucker. If they don't let me in, I'm going to go through the pipes. I'm going to find a way to get in. Either way, I will be at the goddamn He's going to climb up to the top floor of a building and blow it up. Right. I will absolutely be there to see Guy Sirius, Bleacher Jeff, Danny Rocket. I am so excited. And I promise I will not get up and dance too much. I will I will try to control myself. And if you – for that. We we don't want you to go. We want stories, Crawley. We want more <laughs> stories. We want you to be uh, asking Jim McMahon for a selfie this time. Now, Club Four Hundred that same <laughs> weekend is having a party on Four Three Twenty One. I dropped the link in the Patreon subscriber page. Oh, you just dropped the link. So, if you are a Patreon subscriber to the Super Ranters. That's and our new I, complicated I saw t-shirt. somebody jump on here. It was uh, who was it? Was it John Friedman? Did you buy tickets or somebody was buying tickets? Or Nathan Sneed. Nathan, did you buy tickets? But there are 19 tickets left. $150. All you can eat. All you can drink. You get to hang out with me and Danny and 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 get sloppy in Wrigleyville. All on April 3rd, first Saturday, first weekend of. If you know how much it costs to eat and drink in Wrigleyville, it's as good a deal as you can get. So if you are a Patreon subscriber, check out the Secret Sunranto Facebook page and get on that because there's only 19 tickets left. If you're saying, well, wait a sec, what is this secret group? The the link is right there, patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. It is a dollar a month. And you get all this wonderful content and the perks of being able to be on a rooftop on opening day weekend. Well, with uh, wait, with us though, yeah, that with, is, with, you know, with us, and also you don't have to stop at a dollar. Feel yeah. free to give as much money as you want every month because it, it's going to cost one hundred fifty to go up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you, twelve will help with that too. At the very minimum, twelve dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Sneed, did he? Did you get them, Nathan? Because I know I thought I saw you say something vaccinated and ready to get sloppy. I am yeah. telling you, I, I like this one better. I want to fuck. I have a bowling tournament. <laughs> I promise you that if you come to this Club Four Hundred Patreon event, which is only available through the Sunranto Patreon page, I will sing karaoke with you. I am vaccinated, one hundred percent. Michael, you got your first. Danny, you got your first. Everybody's second's coming shortly. I, I will sing karaoke with you. We will cheer on the Cubs. Maybe we'll even do a live stream. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> you don't remember that one? <laughs> barely. I barely remember it. I, I did slow it down and make you sound drunker. <laughs> but not only do we have that Club 400 event coming up, we got another fun thing to do. It is going to be a fundraiser for the Lost Boys going to the Negro League Museum in Kansas City. Tell us about that. Yeah, well, uh, here's what we're going to do. John, just like we did the the squares for the Super Bowl, we're going to do some brackets. And John Pickus is putting it all together, our friend, uh, friend, great friend of the show. 
And uh, so what what we're gonna do? Look for it in in a little bit. I'm gonna be dropping be dropping the links uh, over on uh, the Ranthers page and all over the place that I drop links. If you want to be a part of the uh, the bracket, the NCAA bracket tournament, uh, you can. We're gonna charge twenty five bucks a bracket. You can buy up to four, and uh, you know then uh, you could just pay me, and then we're gonna have that, and then we're fifty percent will go to Lost Boys. 25% to the winner, uh, 20, uh, 15% to uh, second place, and then 10% to third place. So uh, we're going to do that. And, hell, uh, this could actually be a kind of a giant pool if people are generous. And I'm, I'm hoping uh, what we can raise is about 1000 bucks to get the Lost Boys to, to Kansas City to uh, check to meet Bob Kendrick, which everybody that is a fan of this show knows – about Bob and uh, he's he's awesome. And the kids, uh, they now know Bob because they did a a little um, uh, like Q and A with him, and Bob talked to them. But it was only through video chat. You know, it'd be so awesome if these kids got a chance to meet him. So participate in that. I'll I'll drop a link, and um, and uh, you can click it. You can click my link, and then the big news: we have so many new t-shirt options from this episode we've got to drop links and uh click my link click, click my link, link click my that link. was so sexy when you said it i'm gonna do a microphone drum roll because sunday night we have a bonus sunday night so guys we've been having guests but we still enjoy just doing the show so we kind of decided we are going to have the guests but we're going to move the guests to sunday night so the next guest on the sun ranto show and this is what we do. We get them before they get too big for us because even though we are the longest running Cubs podcast, the 69th. <laughs> Thanks, <Beth> Fergie. Podcast, <laughs> even though we are the longest running podcast, it's difficult to get these guys. This is going to be the pride of Oklahoma. Cole Franklin, a top 10 Cubs prospect. He's going to be talking to us about Pitch Lab. He's going to be talking about what spring training is like, who he's looking at. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Cole Franklin on Sunday night, you are going to – I just burped. Sorry. You are going to want to know <laughs> – This is going to be a great interview. Sorry, Sorry. Oklahoma. Huh? That's cool. What's it like so, that? the wind comes sweeping down the plane? <laughs> Should we? Oh, Danny, you could probably sing the entire Oklahoma to him. So if you know Cole Franklin, (laughs) uh, here's the thing. If you don't know him, in every Cubs top 10 prospect, Cole Franklin is usually between four and six. That's usually where you see him spotted. He has a great arm. And in the next two years, it's going to be a very big name that you are going to know. And you're going to see him here first on the Sun Ranto Show. I'm I'm just interested to talk to a guy uh, before he makes it and like where he is at in his development and what he expects of himself. It's it, obviously at that place they're really gunning for something, and that's in many ways more interesting than after they've achieved it. Where then we've met a lot of those guys, like you know, from old and down, you know, from the veterans who are now retired, and you're Gary Matthews sitting at the bar, uh, it, it down to somebody like Cole Franklin, who's, you know, trying to, you know, make a name for himself, compete for a job. Like I'm super excited to talk to him. Um, and yeah. I, a little thing, it just, you reminded me of this. And um, do you remember Jarrett 
who was at who is Lyle's friend. Oh L- yes, Carl, you might not know this. This this guy Jarrett, he was uh 13 years old, and I got him a tour of the Dodger Stadium press booth through somebody that read Bleed Cubby Blue back when I was writing there. Anyway. I met I met these guys and uh, Jared got to go in there and he wanted to be a broadcaster and he loved playing baseball. Well, Lyle sent me a pitcher, uh, a, a, a a young man pitcher video, and I'm like, who the hell is this? It's freaking Jared throwing ninety trying to catch on with the team. So now I'm even well, like you said, is this the kid that we interviewed? Yes, or interviewed we him. brought on the show. It was honestly, it was one of the greatest shows in the history of Sunranto. Like the kid was great. We had so much fun talking to him. It was so much. Yeah. Here's, the thing, you, see him. here's the thing I'll tell you guys is that I, before we have these guests on, I talk to them. I kind of get a, you know, I, you just get like a feeling, you know what I mean? And I will tell you, honestly, I just have such a good feeling about what this show is going to be on Sunday because of how enthusiastic he, he's, He's itching to get to Wrigley, and, and, and he's I think he's going to be a real big difference maker. And so if you don't know Cole Franklin and that name doesn't like kind of like register with you, trust me. Tune in. Listen to what this guy has to say. And, and later on, you're going to be able to say, hey, back in the day, I saw him before he was the big thing. Yeah, I, I mean, I had heard of him, and I know the people that follow the minor leagues a little bit more probably – you know, know more about him or I've watched him pitch, but um, I haven't, obviously we haven't seen him as much. In fact, Crawley, I, I said, I thought we were getting cool Cole Stewart on the show and the, the whole time I had already looked up Cole Stewart stats and stuff. I'm, I'm glad we got it straightened away, but here's what I'm going to tell you. This kid, he throws the Cubs. Like I said, it, it excites me because the, the lack of development of pitching and how much it hurt them. But now all of a sudden I see this wave where I'm looking at Cole, I'm looking at Burl Caraway, I'm looking at, at Braylon Marquez, I'm looking at these guys, I'm like, man, they, they got some studs in the system. It, 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 it's, it's bubbling up. And I, and I feel like I did in 2013, 2014, when you would look in the minors and you'd be like, Jorge Soler, what is, who's that guy? Uh, Chris Bryant. Like all these guys that you all of a sudden like started to hear about and you knew they were coming. And, and that's where I'm at right now with the pitching. These pitching this pitching staff – which has been a weakness as far as development is concerned. You're going to, I swear to God, in three, four years, save this clip because I'm telling you it's going to be, it's going to be the strength of this team. Well, uh, the, the, let's get to the strength of this show, which is uh, TFCs, <laughs> which is uh, how we uh, pinch off this episode. Um, how we drop the link. How we, how we, no, we already dropped the link. Now we pinch it off. Um, <laughs> So uh, I, I've got kind of a sprawling TFC because one of the most entertaining things I've seen in a while was watching Johnny Damon get arrested uh, down in Florida. And that's basically is my TFC. But um, we'll start with uh, with uh, this clip, I think, from because I've, I've got a, I've got a few and I've really dialed it down to like the, the my favorite moments of Johnny Damon's arrest. Okay, so uh, here's here's where uh, Damon doesn't understand that he's actually been stopped and what you're supposed to do when you are stopped. It's a traffic stop. You don't get out of the car in a traffic stop. What traffic stop? Do you see the police lights? Yeah. Yeah. It just happened right Yeah. There. 
<laughs> it just happened right there. <laughs> yeah, it did. Yeah. Traffic stop. What traffic stop? The one you're in, Johnny. <laughs> Do you see the lights that are flashing around you? Why did you pull over? I mean, and just so you know, don't get out of your car at a traffic stop. That's always a bad move. Um, ne- never do that. Um, and I enjoyed this moment, which was – unless somebody has wants to go in between my – No, go ahead. Roll it through. Ro- yeah, roll yeah. Through we, we need to get through all the Johnny Damon because it's amazing. Yeah, okay. So here's Johnny Damon <laughs> describing how much he had to drink that night. Hey, we've all been there. Don't judge. <laughs> but no, I'm going to judge the fact that he does not have his shit together at all. All right, check this out. <laughs> How much have you had to drink tonight? Oh, a little bit. I mean, first, okay. do not start with, uh, <laughs> it's like a nine just, second, uh. Here, here's the thing. <laughs> I get that sometimes from my wife where like I come home and she's like, How much do you have to drink? And you're trying to think of a real clever response. And the first thing that comes out is, uh, like you don't even realize you're doing it. Well, like how much do you have to drink tonight? Uh, well, and, and then in that moment, she knows you're shit canned. Right. But you don't, you yourself don't realize it at that moment. You, you're trying to think of something good and you don't realize what you're saying is actually being verbally expressed. That's every Cubs convention for you. Right. <laughs> and opening day. Do you know what you asked Crane and Kenny? No. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, here's how. Let's see. Oh, here's he's going to explain where he was that night, where he had uh, about to drink. Where are you guys coming from tonight? Oh, London House. London House? What's yeah. that? Um, it's a guy who had a lot of money to... Um, take care of uh, taxes and all that stuff. So he's, uh, which is having a good time there. <laughs> you know, for about a half a second there, I thought he was trying to say Club Four Hundred. You know, like <laughs> I'm, I, I'm coming from a guy who has enough money to give to people. And no, 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 no. He said to not. Pay taxes. Not pay taxes. <laughs> I mean, he, was, he was at a not paying taxes party, and he got shit faced. Oh, God. <laughs> that might be my favorite clip of the ball. Right? What were we gonna say? Did you have anything to? No, I just gonna say, man. It just seems like he'd be cool to party with, man. <laughs> seems like a hell of a good time. Like, fuck, I'm down. Oh man, ah. Oh. I'm dying. Well, and he said, "Oh, like 83 million times there as well." All right, then uh, his uh, girlfriend tried to get out of the ticket. Oh, no, his wife. It's his wife. She got Uh, out of the car. She got out of the car. (laughs) Right. She's probably also not sober. We already discussed that. Don't ever get out of the car. Uh, Damon got out of the car. She got out of the car, and they're like, yo. And I can see why the, the cop would be like, why is this woman trying to escape the car? I mean, there's lots of reasons she'd be trying to escape, but is one of the reasons this clown that's driving all erratically hitting the curb, which I'm not, you know, I'm going to spare everybody for the details because they they were all, uh, watch the whole clip. You know, I drop a link, but I don't have it. But here's how they try to get out of it uh, because they're dealing with cops. Uh, Look at our license plate. Look at our license plate. We have, uh, 
Blue Lives Matter. Look at our license plate. Blue Lives Matter. That is the equivalent of being like, I gave to the policeman's ball. <laughs> you know, like, can I get out of this drug driving arrest, please? I want to know what happened to the body cam. Did one of those police officers? Just oh no, they had the body cam. There was yeah. a fight. No, no, it got Johnny oh. and his wife are lucky they did not get shot. And you know, I think we. I don't want to go into why they didn't get shot, but other kinds of people would have been shot. They're uh, rich and white. Oh well, and those cops knew where they were. You're standing right in front of a gated community. Johnny Damon was almost home. He described that a bunch. He was like, listen, man, I'm right there. I can see my house from here. It's like, let me go. Uh, you know, I mean, and then, you know, and they, the cops know where they are as much as uh, Johnny Damon knows <laughs> who he is. John Freeman writes in, next year this guy will be on the Sox coaching team. Well, you just you just blew my finale, Freeman. Uh uh, <laughs> the TSQ that really does go to Jose Orlando on the Ranchers page today. He says this whole video guarantees Johnny Damon a spot with Tony LaRusse's coaching staff. Nice. Um, but there, there's a there's a couple more videos and and they they don't get better. Um, but we're gonna do them anyway. Uh, here's <laughs> a, a Damon, here's Damon blaming his wife for the whole thing after uh, yeah after this this is not gonna play real well at home. I don't think. First off, you know, for getting out and stuff. Really, self screws. Either way, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, he's like, well, she got. I I can't handle her, man. She's just nuts, and like I can't deal with that. And then uh, they ask Johnny Damon if he if he he will go through the protocols. Of you know the Brett uh, you know doing the stance, saying that but back stand on your foot and stand on your foot, touch yeah. your nose. So, but you know the cops are giving him time. They're talking to him. They they realize at some point in the arrest who they're talking to. The guy knows. They know it's it's uh, it's Johnny Damon. So, okay, would you be willing to do some field sobriety exercises to make sure? I, I would be because okay. I'm a big boy. All right. and I'll uh. I, if you say I'm a big boy to the police officers, you're going to jail. He likes being spanked. I'm telling you, (laughs) obviously. And uh, here's my last clip. And uh, this is uh, Johnny Damon's wife. This is the last thing that I saw in the clip. And uh, the the cops turn on her at some point in this thing. And she's just shocked by it. Do you have an ID in the car? Me? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess where my purse is. Is it in the vehicle? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so I, I, what, what impresses me about that clip is that she somehow turned yeah into a four-syllable word. So she's like, yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's well, next club's PA announcer. <laughs> and she said it's... <laughs> Next of number <laughs> seventeen, Chris Bryant. <laughs> right, but she's not going to take the job. The same reason Crawley won't. You can't drink during the game. <laughs> Such bullshit. <laughs> she said the same thing to the cop. That's such. A- <laughs> what me? 
Johnny David was, uh, I mean, oh, God. Johnny David's like, she crazy. Listen to their night, dude. They go to an anti-tax meeting, get shit-faced, <laughs> drive home, get pulled over, and get our shot. I mean, oh, my God, these people. I mean, you know, I'm just saying. Some people live live differently than uh, others. Uh, actually, we're, we're, we're not all that different, are we? We, we told the – Few war stories in our time. We've all had a few war stories. I, who's got a, another TFC? Because that's the end of my Damon saga. This is my TFC from our friend EB Softball, Uncle Jeff. Tyler Chatwood, gone. Dwayne Underwood Jr., gone. James Norwood, still here. Congrats to Nora on winning the Cubs' Wood Hunger, Hunger Games. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Remember, when everybody was a Wood for a while. I mean, it, it, then you had Travis, and uh, well, there was some more Woods, weren't, weren't there? Yeah. There's just oh, right there. Chatwood, Underwood, all gone. But, Underwood but, was traded for, like, a first base prospect to the Pittsburgh Travis Wood, too, is not even on there. He's yeah, I mean, there. I mean, there's more Woods. There's never been a shortage of Wood on the Cubs. I got Wood. <laughs> uh, except, except in the playoffs, apparently. Right. So uh, I got one. Uh, this is off of... Rafael Ortega's uh, walk-off grand slam, the super Bodie slam thing, right? Uh, it, it is spring training, but whatever. It was still fun. But we get uh, Sam Johnson, awesome call by John Shiambi through the static and all, LOL. Kago says it sounds like this was recorded with a potato. Which I don't know why that made me laugh so hard, but just the idea of anybody recording anything with a potato. I mean, that's what Edison started with, I believe, was a potato. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure. Maybe you should do a base ba- baseball rabbit hole on that. Oh, I, baseball rabbit I, hole, I, right? Yeah, I mean, my yeah, my second episode is out. A couple of people in the chat uh, have said that they listen to it. Thanks to everybody out there who's doing that. Crawley, you got another one or what? I got another one. All right. Stan at Cruz had said 14-second ads to watch a 20-second highlight video on AtBat. You never do change at MLB. You truly do not want people to consume your product. <laughs> they really don't. Like, don't, don't look behind the curtain, no. please. I honestly, like I said, I actually I pulled up these videos today of Kimbrel and this and that. And I go through the MLB video search through their archives, and literally you have to watch the twenty same 20-second farm clip. I don't know what the fuck it is, what, what they're even selling. That's how much of an impact it makes on me. But you literally have to watch a 20-second fucking clip, the same one, to watch a 12-second video. Yeah, yeah. No, it's oh. it's garbage. I mean, they they should make you watch one every so many videos. That would that would be fine. Or sell me shit on the side. And I mean, it, although it, you train your brain to not look at that it, stuff, it literally is like uh, Clockwork Orange, where they just have your eyes open like this, and you're forced to watch. And you're just, Jesus Christ! I don't, like I said, I don't even know what it is. I don't even know what I was supposed to watch. A little bit of the in out, in out. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I forgot I do have uh, another TFC here. Okay. Uh, so this one's uh, from Rim Jiggleman, and this was uh, about uh, <laughs> he, 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 came, he, he really was against uh, Bellison, uh, the, old, the, the announcer that just quit. He said, I thought Bellison was a dope when he died on the hill that he was going to miss Chief Wahoo like five years ago. 
That's all I know him for outside of announcing names. So as far as I'm concerned, bye, bitch. I was like, well, that was a lot to type out for that kind of. <laughs> I know. I was impressed. I was like, well, that, that man held a vendetta. I mean, rim. <laughs> he really did. <laughs> he really did. That was just a bridge too far. I mean, that's right. the original TFC there. You know what I mean? That's like in the spirit of TFC. That yeah, that was that was a perfect TFC. I'm I'm with it. All right, so I have a few here in a row, but we're gonna start with this picture. Uh, this comes from Nick Offerman. You guys know who Nick oh, yeah. Offerman is, right? I, I saw Nick Offerman perform when he was like 19 years old at University of Illinois. We went to the same school and are similar ages. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing. Okay. Yeah, great actor. He was on Parks and Rec. Uh, so for all the all the people who are listening and don't know, it's, it's Parks and Rec. Uh, what was his name on that show? Oh, I have no uh, idea. I, no, he, no, no, don't, 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 don't tell me. I know it. He always ate like steaks all the time and drank bourbon. Ron offer Ron Ron Swanson. Ron, Ron Swanson, right? So Ron Swanson. So anybody who's listening and can't see this, it's Ron Swanson. But he posted a picture on Twitter. This is a picture of. Ron Swanson with his awesome beard, uh, Bill Murray and David Ross. Now it says, I've got some ideas for the dugout in 2021 at Cubs. My concern is this picture, Danny, you're looking at the picture right now, right? Yeah. You got Nick Offerman on the left looking very right at the camera very intensely with his his cool ass big beard you've got uh bill murray who is getting up there in years and uh looks kind of with his sad sack face but also intense and then david ross just with a big dancing with with the star smile on his face right and and i would say this might be the worst picture i've ever seen of bill murray uh he he is so he, this is like a weekend at Bernie's picture. Like Bill Murray is in the middle and he looks like they might have propped his eyes open and, and sewn them to his uh, eyebrows. So <laughs> what you can't see in the picture is he's actually wearing a party hat on top of his Cubs hat, but in the shadows, you can't see it. But the thing is the, the string from the party hat goes down around his face. And so it, He's got this line around his face that makes a really weird, ugly sort of thing. And uh, it looks like he's wearing a Bill Murray mask. A few other people thought the same thing. Bernie Job, Bill Murray looks like he is wearing a Bill Murray Halloween mask. <laughs> You're right, Bernie. <laughs> and Pigeon Feed says, Christ, that hat makes it look like some random guy is wearing Bill Murray's face. <laughs> Which I thought those were hilarious. Uh, just, you know, noting that Bill Murray looks like he's got a face on top of his face. But then it continues to a few other thoughts. Uh, Jason clearly doesn't know what's going on. And he says, how about you three call a game this year? Now, okay, Nick and Bill might be available for that. David Ross is the manager of the Chicago Cubs. He is not allowed 
to leave and just go call the game. Like, well, you he know, forgot. He, he forgot. He thought Joe Maddon was still the guy. <laughs> so, yeah. So Jason has no clue what's been happening for the last two years. And then uh, here's my final one on this picture. Uh, Sturgill Jennings, uh, who I don't know who the fuck this is, but he says, Nick, you have only been a Cubs fan since 2016. Bob Murray has been one since 1908. <laughs> so apparently Sturgill Jennings knows that Bob Murray is a super fan. I don't know who Bob Murray might be. I have no idea who Bob who Bob Murray is. <laughs> is that is that Bill's cousin? Yeah, uh, I just I love when people dunk on people and just get the shit completely get wrong. Wrong. Yeah, uh, this one this one is similar too to getting a detail wrong. Uh, TFG uh, Jesse Rogers. We're gonna look for a new a PA announcer. Might have celebrities do it in April. Andrew Bellson, blah blah blah. They'll look for a full time replacement soon. Nutter Butter or JT the Nut on Twitter says, "What happened to Wayne? <laughs> Where's he been?" Yeah, I don't know. Apparently, Nutter Butter's been in a coma for like <laughs> years because Wayne has not. When's the last time Wayne Messner was the announcer? In the eighties. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> so that's what happened to Wayne. This guy, this guy thinks the fucking curse is still happening. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It's not what happened to Wayne. It's what happened to Nutter Butter for thirty <laughs> years that we we don't know. Um, Carl, you got another one? They got one more. No, dude, I'm done. All right, this is what, it. What if Nutter Butter's been in a coma for that long? On Go Cubs Go on Facebook. In a group post by William Gaston McLean the third, he wants to know uh, as soon as the Cubs announced twenty percent uh, capacity at Wrigley Field, how much are tickets in the bleachers going for? And Mario Merlo said, "What is this, Ticketmaster?" <laughs> and then he goes on to you know say it's going to be expensive. <laughs> but I just I just like that he was like, "Hey, buddy." Back off on the wondering how much tickets are going to be because we're not here to help your ass out. Yeah, we're not we're not here to wonder what things are going to be like. <laughs> we're here to tell you it's not Ticketmaster. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like this is <laughs> this is a Wendy's, sir. <laughs> sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> um, well, uh, as uh, you know, Dave Kaplan has been known to say, "Bukong or go Cubs backwards." So, everybody, don't forget Sunday, this guy right here, Cole Franklin, will be on the Sun Ranto show. We'll have another show also on Wednesday, and that'll be it for me before I get out to the desert. Hell yeah, baby. And then we'll be reporting live from Mesa, Arizona. Uh, well, I guess uh, that's that's our show. Uh, as Dave Kaplan has spoken, he he already spookogged us. So uh, <laughs> wh- why don't we why don't we go out with? Uh, I don't give a shit. How about that? About that. How, How about, about you mean my side? How about you mean my side? So uh, I I think we uh, this is a good time to play a little. Rob Manfred hates baseball, and uh, always a good choice. Yeah, spookog. Rob Manfred likes opening days in winter 
Likes baseball games that don't go on too long. Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter. Likes juicing up the ball and hitting dogs. Intentional walks with just a finger. And old umpires were always blowing calls. Likes the National League DH. But one thing Manfred hates. Rob Manfred hates baseball. Rob Manfred likes a pitch clock for the pitches. Lessening the ball, dragging forward stitches And half the team's making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch so block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes how ticket prices keep the fans out. And acting teams 